Good evening. On behalf of Three Sheets to the Mouse, the podcast where drinks get served, cloacas get loved, and adults act like adolescent teenagers in a pack-and-play, we welcome you to our show. We're gathered here tonight, around the bar, as people have been doing and getting wasted for thousands and thousands of years before us, to share adult humor and Disney drinks. Tonight, a true adventure emerges as we drink together and tell our story together as one. We hope you enjoy our story tonight. Reflections of Booze. Sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared, be <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 33 of Three Sheets to the Mouse, where five average guys with love for all things Disney. And as you see, joining me on this week's show are. Two guys who are rooters for the computer. Tim. Yeah, the misfits are not with us this week. No, no, no misfits. No misfits. And Adam. What's up? I take no responsibility for what I say on this podcast. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Come again. (laughs) I have been drinking a lot already. And this is... Had a few drinks with dinner. Kind of skipped lunch. Big mistake. (laughs) <laughs> and what did you think of it? It was good. I didn't expect it to be so so tart. It's very, well, that's the lemon juice. Yeah, it was it was tarter than I expected. I expected it to be sweet because I always find stuff with cherry cherry liqueur. I'm not going to even attempt maraschino. To that. Yeah, that. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to try it right now. Um, but I always try, find that uberly like syrupy sweet, and I don't usually care for it. But it was really freaking good. Very tart. It, it, you know, when you guys are, if you guys come over for our Halloween party this year, um, I'll make you my aviation. I do it a little bit sweeter, uh, with a little bit more of the cherry liqueur than the lemon juice. They probably did equal parts lemon juice and cherry liqueur, which it, the recipe that I have, it's supposed to be a little bit more of the, the maraschino liqueur. Yeah. It wasn't, like it wasn't the pinkish purple color. Kind of like lemon color. Oh, really? Yeah. So they did, oh. See, I have I have the creme de violet, which is gives it this like nice blue tint to it. So when you come over for the Halloween party this year, because we're gonna do it again, we'll uh, we'll make awesome. some of the aviations. So welcome everyone. We have a we have a, a large number of uh, of listeners watching live on Facebook. Um, so um, where do where do we start tonight? Because I can't. I I, I you know. Hey, Mikey, uh, tell us about your T Public page. They have a sale on too. Public. I just got the email. They do. They do. Uh, currently, as you can see, there are two people missing from this show. And that is Mikey and Jason. Mikey and Jason are currently at Walt Disney World Resort and they are um, living the life. Mikey has been porch drinking or camper drinking. Well, how, who, what would we call that? Because it's not really a porch. It could have a porch. Like a, redneck, redneck, redneck porch. porches. Well, it's. It's got like the you, you know you roll out the the fake astro and it's got the, the it's got the canopy glass. so I guess you could call it a porch the canopy 
Who cuts oh, on porch? He's porch it's drinking. It's a portable porch. Jason is lanai drinking because, you know, he's all grapefruit. No, it's seaweed now. Jason's on timeout. <laughs> Matt, Hol- Matt Holmes <laughs> calls it lawn chair drinking. <laughs> yeah. Except except if it was if it was a real redneck lawn chair, it would be a couch. Or it would be a toilet yes. on the front lawn. <laughs> with, a, with a refrigerator. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little bit disappointed that the two of them aren't watching. Are you live. kidding? I told I told Jason not to talk to me or anybody for this whole week. It's his vacation. Fuck that. Yeah, that's true. Enjoy alone themselves. That's true. And enjoy himself. They should be. They should. Because be. I'm not going to talk to any motherfuckers next week. <laughs> I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Except for the ones who show up at our meetup. Well, you'll talk. To, who wants to take Mikey's spot here? Who wants to be the cloaca pusher? Not me. I don't like cloaca. It sounds like a female body I'm, part. I'm cloaca free. Been one of those since I was like 18. Adam, take the take the place of Mikey here. Go to the site, buy my shirts. Uh, some of the money's going to charity. Uh, I don't know what the fuck to say. I wasn't. I'm put on the spot and I'm drunk. This is not gonna end so well. The Magic of Meltdown dot com. Yeah, www.themagicalmeltdown.com. dot com. You got to put the in there. Cancer. Anything. The cancer shirts. Um, Tim and I are matching. I know Jason is matching the first hundred dollars rates from the. Well, what, we'll know tomorrow if we're already a hundred dollars in, indebted to Gamerosity because tomorrow Mikey will be wearing his Lularoo, right? Is it Monday? Or tomorrow, tomorrow, Monday. Yep, tomorrow. tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow is the three sheets meet and greet at the Germany Pavilion at Epcot at eight p.m. Florida time. That's Eastern time. Uh, if you're down in Orlando, if you're down at Disney World, go over to the Ep- the Epcot uh, Germany Pavilion and uh, take a look for Mikey in some bright blue Lululemon leggings. You'll see, it's supposed you'll be able to be tell fantastic. What Mikey. Yeah, yeah, it's religion telling time. <laughs> but uh, go over to uh, the Magical Meltdown. Buy up the uh, the cis hate cancer. Uh, buy up the, uh, the, the screw the cancer T-shirt. Yeah, the Mickey middle finger. He doesn't have a middle, middle finger. He only has like, four. So yeah. uh, how does that work? It's well, more like a, a second finger. Because the thumb a, doesn't yeah. technically count as a, a finger. Thumb and... There you go. There's my Mikey comment. <laughs> well, I guess he can still have a middle finger because he has a thumb. Yeah, and he's so three, the thumb so technically doesn't, doesn't count yeah. as a finger. So. <laughs> so then, so then technically, technically we don't we have middle fingers. That's just what they're called. No. It's an opposable <laughs> digit. Yeah, I can't believe we're having this conversation. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um... But uh, buy up those two T-shirts if uh, Mikey's trying to raise some money for Gamerosity. He's going to take all the commissions from those two T-shirts or whatever you put those things on. Uh, if you put them on a mug, on a tumbler, on a sticker, phone case. Uh, an iPad case, phone case, whatever, sweatshirts, tank tops, fanny packs. If he makes a hundred, we spend another hundred. So <laughs> that's right. Go. So go we're going to we're going to try and we're going to try to raise enough money to fund uh, a child's gamer package so that they can. Um, they can uh, they can have just a little bit of normalcy while they're while they're fighting cancer. So uh, go over to www.themagicalmeltdown.com and check it out. Um, so guys, Adam, yes, what what haven't you drank tonight? Uh, I haven't had beer until right mm. now. What are you drinking now? That I am drinking a seasonal Southern Tier Warlock Imperial Stout. It is ale brewed with pumpkin and pumpkin spice pumpkin pie spice and it is 8.6 alcohol by volume so i'm gonna be shit-faced it's decent i mean 
I don't really taste too much of this. It's just a very dark stout. I don't really taste too much of the pumpkin or the pumpkin spice, to be honest with you. Nice. It's not bad, that, you know what? but it, it's okay. That's a good segue, because Justin Suter said he's drinking a Shipyard Pumpkin I Ale. I like Shipyard. Let, let me tell you about this. And I don't know if it's the same one, because this weekend I got some of the Shipyard Pumpkin Head. It is, I, I kid you not, and I, and I like pumpkin beers. This is super, super pumpkin-y. It's like... Straight up pumpkin like pie spice. It's it's good at one at a time. Like I can't drink. Yeah, it's good at one at a time. I can't drink too many of those. Like I can't drink two. I I can't drink two in a row. I have to like have that one stop and have something else. Yeah, they're too rich. They're too. They're dark. They're they're a heavy beer. Pumpkin. It's a heavy. F- well, it's just very. Yeah. No, this one's very sweet. This one's super. See, sweet. See the one that we had. And it could have been on tap too, because tap always tastes different. Jo- jo- Josh Cordiera has had nine. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, he's my he's my suavecito, su- my suavecito homebrew. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't remember if you had more than one. I t- I can't I can't I can drink one at a time. I can't have, I can't have like two or three at a sitting. Tim, what are you drinking? Well, I ha- I originally bought some Flying Fish Bloodline. For tonight, but I chose to leave that in the fridge because I had a fucked up dinner. So I'm just sticking with the good old Hanalai, the three sheets official. The beer. last of the summer. They're, they're really good. I'm going to miss them over the over the winter. It's not something I would drink in the wintertime, but uh, very, very nah. good beer. I can't wait until next. I don't drink beer with, and normally in the wintertime anyway. I switch to heavy. Well, hopefully they so. come out with something good for the winter. That would oh, be yeah. nice. A Hawaiian winter beer. <gasps> Melikiliki Maka. There you go, Kona Brewing Company. I just gave you a name. There's the name. Now make it happen. What the uh, heck, what, what would be in it? Mm. Oh, I, don't I don't know. know. What's what's <laughs> spam flavored oh, beer? Ew! No! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Die! No! No way! No uh, way! No! Oh, I take that back. I'm sorry. <laughs> no way. Well, we got bacon flavored beers, so oh. and the Hawaiians love spam. No, no so. spam flavored anything. No, no. no, spam is gross enough as is. I don't need something flavored as spam. Thank you. <laughs> no. We were we were watching. We, Andrew and I were watching diners, drive-ins, and dives this weekend, and he was in Hawaii, and I was like, I think I would try spam in Hawaii. Nope. Just in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would do it here. Nope. I think I would try it in Hawaii. Fuck you, no. Absolutely not. Give me pineapple. Oh, that actually sounds that actually sounds pretty uh, good. Mrs. Nesbitt says, uh, they have a Hawaiian winter beer on tap right now at the brewery. Himalele. Himalele. <laughs> porter. Himalele. Himalele. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> the Himalele Porter. Uh, it's coconut cocoa nibs and Kona coffee. That sounds Ooh. awesome. That sounds awesome. Where is that at? That's like... Uh, Mrs. Nesbitt, plug your plug your brewery, by the way. Please do, because I would drink the shit out of that. I love coffee stouts. That pipeline porter they have, the Kona Coffee Pipeline Porter, is awesome. It's really good. Adam, yeah, Adam likes it. Like I'm that. not a big porter person. I'm not a- uh, but I went to the beer. I went to the beer store, and I got a bunch of fall flavored beers because I'm like the basic white girl that I am. Uh, I do have the shipyard <sighs> here. That'll be cracked uh, later. I'll probably crack that in between a couple of these. So this is from Harpoon um, up in um, Boston and Windsor, Vermont. And this is called Flannel Friday. It's super good. It is like the best way to describe it is like it's an amber ale. And it's like 
That's that's their lesbian beer. Yeah. yeah. You no, know, to be fair, all I'm thinking of right now is Seattle, Washington, and nineties. Yeah, right. <laughs> well that's that's honestly what drew me to Probably. it was the flannel. You do know who he's married yeah, to. Yeah, right? <laughs> she loves she loves Kirk Cobain. Mrs. Mrs. Hare nineties aficionado. It's uh it's it's really good. It's like it's got a nice like crisp flavor, but it's got that like malty flavor to it it's super good i i don't know really how to describe it but does grandma pearl make jam what never mind what pearl jam how they got their name never mind oh (laughs) it's all good you're too young and i'm too drunk it's fine (laughs) uh mrs nesbitt's brewery is oak road brewery i guess that's in charleston so if you're down in, and he said he's going to bring us a couple of oh, growlers. Oh, please. That would be yes. awesome. Um, if you're down in Charleston, hit up the Oak Road Brewery and say hi to Mrs. Nesbitt. Party with the peck and plays. Yeah. Bonus points if you have tea with him. Somerville. <laughs> Somerville, South Carolina. Just don't rip his <laughs> yeah, arm out right? and suck. Don't you see the hat? I am Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> so we, you know, other than, you know, we didn't want to leave out. Uh, we normally don't want to leave anyone out of the show. But uh, Jason and Mike, you're down in the, in, in the world. And we figured this was the best time. This was the best time for the Epcot fangirls here to to yes. rep our favorite park. Because I, I mean, Jason is all about shedding a tear as soon as he walks down Main Street. Um, Mikey's all about that DAC. Well, you also have to realize we've all been going to Disney a little bit while, longer like, than those long. other guys have been. So we remember original Epcot. Exactly. They don't. So I figured this was a perfect time for us to fangirl over Epcot. So tonight we are going to craft the ultimate Epcot. Well, we are going to do this in two parts because, and Mrs. Nesbitt, Sydney, Brent, wherever you are out there, <laughs> fuck you too. Who <laughs> <laughs> are you guys? You're getting two live shows in a row. So enjoy. Deuces. And over these two live shows, we are going to craft the ultimate Epcot because on October 1st, 2017, it is Epcot's 35th birthday. And we will be there. And yes. you guys will be there. I can't wait. So Let you guys get to much. be there on the 35th birthday. So we're we're really excited for, for this year. Uh, Epcot's the same age as me. Feels so old. <laughs> you guys are I'm old. I'm almost as old as Walt Disney World. <laughs> almost. Uh, so... We uh we wanted to fangirl over Epcot this week, so we are going to craft the ultimate Epcot in two parts. Tonight will be our Future World episode. We're going to go by, we're going to go around Future World, and we're going to talk about all the attractions, talk about what made them great, what we hate about the attractions, how they changed, if they changed for the better, the worse, and we're going to pick the one attraction from each or the one uh, version. What better place to start than right up front? Everybody knows Spaceship Earth. It's iconic. It's the big golf ball, the big dome the geodesic sphere that serves as the symbolic structure of Epcot. Uh, it, it is it is probably one of the most recognizable parts of the entire Disney World Resort, right? I mean, yeah. everyone talks about yeah. the castle, but, it, you know, Cinderella's castle, If you it, for the average person, if you put all the castles together, they may not be able to tell which one is Walt Disney World's. You put the Epcot ball, the Spaceship Earth, the dome, the golf ball, in front of them, they're going to know exactly what that is. Yeah, um, I agree. So th- this was this was an original attraction. This is an opening day attraction. Uh, in October of 1982, uh, Epcot opened 
with Spaceship Earth. It was the one of the very first rides that was was ever built. It was a slow omni mover vehicle uh, that would ride up through the structure and into this like this track that went through historic vignettes. Um, the now everybody knows the narrator today, but this originally featured Lawrence Dobkin as the narrator. Very simple uh, narration that would go through the history of communication, uh, kind of a chronological order from the beginning of cavemen all the way through, uh, through the space age. Now, a lot of the scenes haven't changed over the years. So the original, you start in this, uh, in prehistoric time, and then you go through into a Greek theater and finally into the Roman court. Uh, then you go into the library where Jewish and Islamic scholars are discussing texts. And it, it has not changed much at all. You go through the scene where the monks are recording uh, written history on manuscripts, finally into Gutenberg's printing press, uh, Michelangelo's overhead painting of the Sistine Chapel. Uh, these really aren't anything different than what you see today. Really, to be honest, the only thing that has changed is slight versions of different different things. So you uh, have like a change. Well, you have a change in the Roman scene where Rome now is burning... So in May of 1986, this was the first update. So four years in, they've already updated it. Uh, we get a new narrator, and almost everybody knows who this guy is, Walter Cronkite. Your host, Walter Cronkite. For eons, our planet has drifted as a spaceship through the universe. And for a brief moment, we have been its passengers. Uh, reads an updated script, and we get, which may be one of the best songs in Epcot, and that's Tomorrow's Child. Uh, Tomorrow's Child was a composed uh, song for the ending of the attraction. Uh, it's, it, the entire score was played throughout the, uh, throughout, the beginning of the, or throughout the beginning of the ride where you load, and then you get into the Spaceship Earth theme that we know of today. And this is kind of, this is kind of where Spaceship Earth takes place, or takes its shape today. Uh, you also get the Phoenician scene, as you can blame see. Blame the Phoenicians. Yeah, blame the Phoenicians. Thank the Phoenicians. This is where the Phoenicians come in. Uh, finally, in August of 1994, the attraction closes again and gets another major remodel. So, we're, this is an updated attraction over the course of over the course of its history. They've, they've received um, five updates now. So, update number three: um, the majority of the scenes are updated just a little bit but now there's a computer in the boys bedroom in the 1980s so this one changes the kind of the ending of the scenes where you have a boy making long distance for lack of a better word skype call he's he's doing a, a video chat yeah. with someone from japan uh on their computers and it's kind of like this uh it's actually a glimpse into the future i mean we t you know in the in the mid 90s the internet is a brand new thing. Uh, Prodigy Online, you know, all this stuff like that. AOL is a new thing. Oh, God. So we're getting into what could be video conferencing. Copy, sir. Yeah. These are new scenes that are added to kind of update this. And this is the brilliant thing about Spaceship Earth. This 1994 script brings in Jeremy Irons. Like a grand and miraculous spaceship 
Our planet has sailed through the universe of time. And for a brief moment, we have been among its many passengers. From the very beginning, we have always sought to reach out to one another. To bridge the gaps between us. Everybody's favorite. So we have a new narrator, new updated script. Again, still going with the history of communication and talking about basically how communication changes the world. Finally, the ending is completely redone. They remove the, uh, the space age scene, the space station scene in the attractions planetarium. And you get the projected image of Earth in the planetarium. And you kind of, this is where we have this new, this final scene that we see today, where you come around the corner and there's Earth and all the stars and it's beautiful and kind of makes me tear up like Jason on Main Street. You know the brilliant part about this show? He's not here to edit that out or give me the finger. Yeah, no, just this wait. Is not, uh, he's gonna hate this wait. episode. <laughs> Fuck That's you all guys. I'm gonna say. He's gonna go. You, in. you missed the, the best part of the ride. What's that? Foxy Brown. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. So in 1994, this is uh, this is where we get the Foxy Brown scene. The space age. The, you know, we we get into the computer age, and this is where. Uh, this is where all these computer scenes start to take place. So right before the boys' bedroom scene, where you have the Skype call going on, you have the the giant, you know, the giant 1970s computer that is the size of a room. It's awesome. And then the funny thing is, Foxy Brown originally wasn't facing you in the ride when she first opened. She was facing the computers in the wall, like facing the corner. Um, and now she's been turned around to face you as as you as you go through the ride. I like Foxy Brown. All right, time, time out. Time out. Stofi says that's the base, best place for ride sex. Mike, you got to call me and elaborate on this I'm story. Thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking he's talking about the planetarium scene, if I'm not correct. Or is it the Foxy Brown scene? It can't be the planetarium scene because you uh, all start, the cars start rotating and you can all see that's what's true. going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe, so. maybe Michael Stolfi's a voyeur or exhibitionist. Yeah, could be. <laughs> I don't know, I've known him for 20-some years, and I never knew he was a warrior if he is. Maybe he likes to watch. Or maybe he likes to be watched. Well, he must, because there's cameras all through that whole ride. As you get through there, we, um, you go through the spaceship through scene, and then you go, you get to the bottom. This is, this is where you get to the bottom, you start going backwards, you have the, um, the triangles. Everything um, you're saying right now is taking on a whole new context. Thanks to Stolfi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you, Michael Dolphin. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And so, finally, in uh, 2005 or 2007, we get the newest. We get the newest version of this with uh, Dame Judi Dench. Like a grand and miraculous spaceship, our planet has sailed through the universe of time, and for a brief moment, we have been among its passengers. But where are we going? And what kind of future will we discover there? Surprisingly, the answers lie in our past. Since the dawn of recorded history... Uh, we get a whole new ride script, and while we still focus on communication, it's more so... less. It's less a story about how communication has shaped the Earth, and shaped the world, and shaped humankind, and more about how communication is just part of our lives. It's, it's really not... A, it's more about communication and technology than actually how humans communicate. So in this scene, now we see Steve Jobs. This is the new, the new scene is 
Steve Jobs at the end in the Microsoft garage or in the uh, uh, and it's really not Steve Jobs it's kind of a, a, an amalgamation of Steve Jobs um, Steve Allen uh, who, and uh, Bill Gates. Gates Bill Gates and how they create how they created the computers in their own garage and that sparked the computer age um, it's a great end scene it really is I really like this end scene because if it, it was it, the end scene well yeah I mean the last the last like interactive scene I should say um, but the biggest the biggest change to this to the ride is now the uh, the personal choice the the um, creating the vision of your future at the end of the ride so now when you come down and you go through the triangles and you go through the stars and by the way when you're going down back through the end of the ride and you see this like the little like things ahead of above you those like lighted they look like lighted tubes like LED tubes have you ever like waved your head back and forth like this okay no. well, when so you, guys... you have had sex on this right Scott when you guys are down there when you guys are down there and you're you're lying back and you're going backwards and you see these like the stars above you just go like this it makes you kind of dizzy it's kind of trippy you know you know what that part of the ride reminds me of? Well, you might not. You're probably too young to remember this, but in the '70s, they used to have these things called infinity mirrors, mm-hmm. and it was like a a mirror behind a plate of glass, and it was ridden with lights, and then it just looked like the lights went on forever. When you turned it on, it just went on forever and ever. And that's what this part of that ride reminds yeah, me of. It's yeah. totally trippy. I, I could see that. Don't don't go on that ride drunk. No, and 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 if you do, definitely don't lean back and go like this. <laughs> oh, yes. don't, don't do that you will thing. hurl so this has now become a time machine where you go through time and now you get to choose your future you get to uh, you get to choose your version of the future and make this cartoon it's that where uh, at the beginning of the ride your your face is your, your photo is taken and you're placed onto this like cartoonish body it's pretty cool I really like I really like that uh, uh, that ending part wait where you choose your future all right, I'm sorry. Are we talking? Are we? You don't feel that's outdated yet? Which one? The, the end scene. Wait, where they take your picture and they stick your head on a cartoon body. Oh, it's totally outdated, but it's still fun. Well, you know what? When we when it first started, I forgot what year that we um, first did it, but we used to take it so seriously. You know, we had the nice picture and everything. Now, every time we ride it, we see if we can make the most stupid, idiotic faces that we can, just to make it hilarious because it's now like Adam said it's it's outdated boring I think I still have the videos from the last two times we ride we wrote it oh I always take I always take a video send you to your email while it's going on well they they send you to they send it yeah now that now they do well he just found on his on his phone the um when you're uh, waiting for the Star Wars show does they give you the quiz questions (laughs) he just found the whole text stream on his phone from the last time we went yeah, just a bunch of A, B, C, A, B. It is kind of weird. All right, so guys, real quick, what's your number one favorite scene in the attraction, either throughout time, you know, history of this attraction, or current? Because we're going to get into the which, which ride we're picking here soon. But what's your favorite scene? Yeah, me too. I like the Rome scene. Rome is burning. It's That's my favorite scene, too. Rome burns. It's really hard not to love that. 
Uh, but Foxy I also Cleopatra. love Foxy Cleopatra, whatever the heck. The best was Foxy one, Brown. Mickey's Not So Scary, there was a girl dressed as Foxy Brown. And she was fantastic. Dead and on. looked dead on. Dead on. But, but yeah. Nice. I mean, this ride needs a lot yeah. of help, in my opinion. Rome Burns. So, Tim, what's your favorite one? The problem, though, is that there's not much they can do with this ride. They can't change the track because the the dome itself was built around the track. No, no, you can't. You can't do anything about the track. The track is going to be there. They they really can't do anything about that. But we're progressing too quickly. Skype is a thing. We wouldn't be talking to each other if it wasn't for yeah. Skype. I I would like to t- I would like to see them progress. I would like to see three fake three D images. I would like to see well and just something. And that's the thing. This, this ride had been updated constantly through the first 20 years of its of its existence. But, but I mean, they to went be four fair, years, has it been, eight years. Has the ride what? actually been updated or more has the script, the script. been updated? Well, they, they've added it since in 2007, they added the personal computer scene. Um, and they changed some things, saying. but not too much. Can you much. really call it an update if you're, if you're just kind of piecing it together? They, they really haven't... Yeah. They, they really haven't done a major update well, since 1994. Well, uh, and that's a long time. But to be honest, you're looking at the same problem that um, Carousel of Progress has. Yeah. Where the second you update it, it's already outdated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's the thing is they when they updated in 1994, they added the uh, they added the Skype you- scene, and that was cutting edge. I mean that's that wasn't a thing at the time. It was, was. and it went away. Expensive because they had the phones, video phones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they had those. You remember those video phones? The one with like the screen that was like this black and white. But it was it was available. It just wasn't technology progresses. That's a problem with a lot of these rides. It's either talk. I would prefer to see more talk about the history of it and how we got to where we are than trying to guess what's next. Because by the time you guess what's next, it's already here. See, and that's why I like the historical parts in the scene because they don't go away. They don't, they don't become outdated. I really love my favorite scene. I think is the living room with the Apollo Eleven landing on the moon. Love that scene. I love all the little nuances. There used to be a Beatles album, the White Album, in the corner because mm-hmm. it was 1969. Um, and then if you as you as you enter the scene, take a look off to your left. Right before the couch, like, and behind the couch is Mousetrap. The game Mousetrap. Um, it's it's a lot of fun, and there's a Mickey, the boys holding, or the girl, I think, is holding the Mickey plush, or the boys holding, someone's Somebody holding the Mickey says, plush. I don't remember who it is. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. That's one of my favorite scenes. So, ultimate version of the ride. <clears throat> Tim, which one would you take? Which one are we taking here? Remember... Ah, that's a tough you one. Choose your own destiny. I don't hate the, the version that's wins. now. I just think the ending is lacking. I think the backwards, downward slope with the LED strings and you know, trying yeah, trying to distract you by what you're you know doing your um, the triangle future, picking your future. And that's all it is. That's what it is because it distracts you from the bad. And that's the thing. That's, that that's what now. that thing does. It just distracts. You I from don't the bad hate. Ending. Unfinished ending. Judy Dench as the current narrator, but I love Jeremy Irons as the narrator. 
Bring back my Jeremy Irons. Bring back my Scar. So you're going with 1994. Adam? I have. I think, I think this is pretty much going to be a consensus. Definitely, without a doubt, 1994. It, it was cleaned up enough at that point. Granted, the future scenes would be outdated now, but I, I can't picture that that that's what i remember from that attraction yeah i i, I think the 1994 you know my first my first trip to epcot or first trip to the world was in 2000 uh my first experience with this was the jeremy irons and it just it blows me away to this day to listen to the soundtrack listen to that that whole ride as jeremy irons does it it's just it's more it's more um moving it's more moving it's more serious. And I feel like I love Judy Dench. She was a great M. She was one of my favorite M's. But her script is a little more tongue in cheek, a little more Well, she's oh, like a funny... Kind of funny. Remember your ABCs? Think well, the I mean, she was in the red movies. I mean, come on. Those were funny drama spy movies. I mean. Yeah. But I love Judy Dench too, but I give me give me Jeremy Irons over I mean, Judy Dench. I, but they have to make it funny. Because if it they didn't start making fun of it, it would all seem hokey. It wouldn't attract the younger audience. It, I mean, it, it yeah, gets to a point yeah, where attraction becomes of a certain age. Think of it. Think of it as Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise wasn't a, a joke attraction until it right. became so long into tooth that in order to get people in there, that's when they started in, in putting in the jokes and pointing in the silliness. That's what's the kind of thing that's sort of happening slowly in this spaceship Earth, and I can see that happening. So, yeah, no, I, I can I can see that. I can see that. I I just I love Judy Dench. I really do. I like this version that we have now, but I think Jeremy Irons is is the 1994 okay. version is is the best. How about this? I pose to you this question: Who would you want? Who would you get? if you could replace it with another narrator? Who would you want to get? Ooh, um. Samuel L. Jackson, because I want to see a motherfucker in there. Somewhere. <laughs> yes, that was what I was thinking. Samuel L. Jackson. The only problem is he couldn't say he couldn't say thank the Phoenicians, motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. Thank the motherfucking Phoenicians. And Rome burned, motherfucker. <laughs> Rome is burning, um, motherfucker. Do you feel it? <laughs> there, there, there are two votes for Morgan Freeman. Who say what again, motherfucker? You, uh, there are two votes for Morgan Freeman in the chat. You can see Morgan Freeman at the uh, at the Hall of Presidents right now. Yeah, he, that's why he won't get it when it reopens. Uh, I would. I I think I would go. Um, I would you go Ian what? McShane. I think Ian McShane <laughs> would make an awesome narrator. Sorry, Trent Nesbitt. <laughs> what's the girl? What's the name? What's her name from freaking How to Get Away with Murder? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna do this in, in the best Samuel L. Jackson voice I can. Look at this trippy ass tunnel, motherfucker! Do not shake your goddamn head. Uh, Gerald Molloy says James Earl Jones. That would be very good, very serious. What's her yeah, name from um, How to Get Away with Murder? What the fuck's her name? Oh, um, Carrie uh, Washington. No, 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 oh, that's no, come on. She's from. Oh, what the fuck's her name? I think she'd be awesome. I know who you're uh, talking about. Oh. I can't yeah, remember her name for the life of me. 
And if I look shit up, I'm gonna fuck my kid. No, it's not Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Is it Viola Davis? It is Viola Davis. Oh, there you go. I have no idea who that is. I think I, I know her face because I've seen the commercials. I've never watched how to go. I, 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 it, we watched there's it. something about her voice and her her stage presence to me mm-hmm. that could carry that that attraction. Yeah, Viola well. Davis. It's just there. She has power when she speaks, and I think the that's... guy that does KFC. Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> The head of the head of Miami Mafia says Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> Look who? at the Phoenicians sitting on a tuffet. <laughs> uh, so Adam, who would you pick? I just said. Oh, you said Sam Jackson. No, Tim, I said pick? Viola Davis. Oh, Viola Davis. Okay. I would. Tim I would Sam Jackson. I would say Samuel L. Jackson. Motherfucker. That's what I was gonna go with Samuel L. Jackson. That'd be fun. All right, so uh, so for our ultimate Epcot, we're taking the 1994 version of Spaceship Earth. Pee Wee yeah. Herman. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> brakes, brakes! Where are the brakes? <laughs> oh my god! Did Disney blacklist him when time. he got caught beaten off in the theater? <laughs> well, it didn't stop him from being Captain Rex, did it? Or was that pre? It was that pre. It was pre Captain Rex before he got pre Captain Rex. No, it was a, well. Pre, Captain Rex was pre him getting caught. Yeah, yeah. That was 1986. Yeah, I think I, I think his his uh, his theater episode was like in 1991 the 90s. or something. Yeah, yeah it was in the 90s too. All right. So as you leave Spaceship Earth, there's only one direction you go, and that's do. I think it's actually south, right? Yeah, south. Yes, south. Yeah, uh, and we're gonna head over to. Tim, where are we going next? I don't know. You tell me. Which way are we going? Communicore. If it's 1982, we're going to Communicore. We're going straight into Communicore. Yep. We're going straight into Communicore. Which, as most of everybody knows now, well, it was Interventions. It's no longer Interventions. It's now just a bunch of rooms. A bunch of empty rooms, yeah. But Communicore was dedicated to advanced technology um, for computers. You had it was supposed to be rotating exhibits throughout its life, and it's supposed to have a restaurant and the main a main shopping area. I don't remember much. I mean, I remember going to it because I, I watched a video of it yesterday, and I remember after I saw it, I remember the bits and pieces. And I remember, oh, I saw that, I saw that, but I don't remember enough of the attraction it's themselves so i mean it really i guess it didn't um impart uh it didn't stick to me it didn't impart a, a memory you had a computer coaster that american census quiz um a flag game travel port an electronic forum where you can answer questions and and surveys about epcot it just, I don't know, it just, it was it was interesting. Um, it was supposed to keep updating and expanding. They actually had plans to blow out the sides of Communicore, which is why the outer walls were all made of glass, to make it easier to do the expansion. And it didn't get the expansions until they completely changed Communicore to Innovations in 1994, which I thought was uh, very interesting. 
Now, one of my, the only part I remember this was the, um, the little robot thing. Smart one. Yeah. See, it. I remember uh, the telephones. I just remember. Yeah. Oh yeah, whole that's right. Shitload that's of right. telephones. That's the only can, thing I make, clearly remember. You can make calls. Because you could you could call uh, you could video chat with someone mm. from Disney to make dining reservations. Yeah. Or uh, see what time things played. You could you could make a video call to someone in Disney, uh, like the uh, like an operator, right? It was like an operator. Yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. And that person would tell you, oh, what you would say, hey, what time does the three o'clock parade start? And then it would or, give you this because <laughs> if you're yeah. dumb, you should not have called me. Right. Have a Disney day. But the the problem that uh, the problem that this this had was right when it first opened was when Bell Labs was like the big sponsor of this part of the park. And that's when AT&T bought out Bell Labs. Everything afterwards had to change. Yeah. Now, the the one thing, the one song I do remember from this is the Sherman Brothers song, the computer song. Yeah, the computer song. I kind of I kind of mentioned it at the start here. You see uh, my friends, the computer makes it easier. Yeah. I remember that song. To be I fair, I only remember it from soundtracks that I've listened to after yeah. the fact, though. I well, can't I, I, honestly remember I don't remember, I don't remember it from the actual attraction, but yeah. uh, when I bought my first, when I went there in 2000, I bought the, the Walt Disney World Resort CD and it was on there because it was legendary. The, the, most, the most interesting part of, of the original Community Corps for me was they had this thing, it was, they called it the, the population clock. And it was just a, a bunch of dials that had numbers on it. And it actually counted this. It was like a, a live census. And it counted the population of the earth. And it just was constantly going. And to me, I was like, wow, that many people live on this planet. It was just, it was just like, I was just standing there in awe just watching this thing. That's the only thing that I remember that I could take away from this pavilion when it was first in its original form. I only yeah. remember the telephones. That's like clearly, like if I think back, the only thing I remember is the telephones. Without like looking at other videos and stuff. See, and those were there up until what two thousand, like two thousand two, I think. They had some form of those up until like two thousand one or two. Yeah, this, this yeah they changed well they changed the name to Interventions in nineteen ninety four, but some of the attractions mm -hmm. stayed. Some of them went right away. That computer coaster stayed around till like the late two thousands, right? That was like, yeah, and then it, it was. A, it didn't become some of all thrills till like 2010, I think. Yeah. 11, 2011, or was it? Was, no, it was it, it was 12, I think. 12. It was there for a long time. I remember, in uh, when we went there, it was still the computer uh, computer coaster, and it um, you kind of essentially you designed your own computer uh, your own roller coaster. Yeah. But it wasn't the the, the like the Kuka arm uh, no. technology. It was more like a virtual reality thing where, like the ones you see at the mall today where it's like, yeah. it moves it up and down and stuff like that. And you have like the, the screen in front of you. Well, they, they had this whole um, thing in the 90s with virtual reality where you actually, they had people put on a, a VR headset, you know, back when they were these the huge things and they would touch the wires or and you had to... Um, the virtual boy? Yeah, it was pretty much a yeah, giant virtual boy. <laughs> but it, one of the... the Scenes that they gave you was you were Aladdin on the carpet and you had to go find the thief. 
Yep. And and I would, it just looked like graphics from a Nintendo, uh, oh, a Super Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, God. It was pretty bad. And in today's standards, it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Today's standards, that would not be acceptable. But no. in 1994, it was okay. All right, I'm going to drink my shipyard beer, so bear my, my face when I drink it. I'm going to pull my Jason face. You're going to totally turn into a white girl now? Like, totally. As if. But you, um, this attraction was um, supposed to be ever-changing and ever-expanding. They only expanded, I think, the north east corner. And then eventually the northwest corner got the expansion. Everything else didn't expand. And that's where we have... Um, I think the electric umbrella is yep. one. And I forgot what's on the other side. I think that's where... Um, well, that's where Club Cool is. No, not Club the cool. meet and greet was there over there now. It's the meet and greet is there now. Okay. And then the bathroom hallway that smells like sewage. Bathroom. It yeah. smells like bathroom. Because it's carpeted <laughs> walls. They still yeah. have the carpeted walls and they have not changed those since 1994. Yeah. So when you walk through that expansion, um, uh, like as you're going towards the exit, or towards the entrance of Epcot, and you walk through that, like those glass doors, as, as soon as those open, all you smell is shit. Bathroom. If you if you want to people watch, the best place to people watch is in the little passageway. If you're coming through interventions and you make the right heading over to the land pavilion, that little passageway right there where you head if you headed to the, the meet and greets, the chase meet and greet and your regular meet and greet, and they have those little carts in the middle that sell the, the Mickey hands and all that. Sit there. Yeah. Just sit there and just watch people. Because all the weirdos and all the freaks just seem to congregate in that one area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. You can. They have those. They have those giant like Balzac things. Yep. So, I liked. I liked. I liked this. I liked Communicore. I liked Interventions. It was fun. It was a good kind of breakup where you could kind of do things and learn. And unfortunately, it just slowly died out. Yeah, they didn't advance it. The same thing that happens to every every attraction in Epcot. They, they didn't advance it. No, no. Yeah. You see, and this is my whole issue with the whole interventions, whatever. And I think we discussed this prior, but again, they required financial sponsors. backing from sponsors. And whenever you do that, you lose control when you sign a contract. Yeah. And you definitely do. And this is, was my whole issue with this whole area is that once people stop supporting it, you couldn't necessarily go in and trash it. Because whether it was a 10-year or 5-year contract, you couldn't just automatically take it out when it was expired. You expected that you expected to be able to go to IBM or whoever it was say, hey, this needs updating. What are you going to do? Oh, we're not going to do anything. Just leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and, th- and that was the problem, is that they left it alone for too mm-hmm. long. Even even when they added some of all thrills, which... Did you guys ever get a chance to do? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It was I still awesome. have the video on my phone. It was it was cool. It was really good. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, Universal signed a, a long-term deal with KUKA to take that technology away. Well, it yeah. wasn't only that. The capacity for that attraction was very low. Mm. Well, they have oh, like three, three of them. Three of them going at one time, each yeah. held two. So you're talking six every 
two and a half minutes or two it was, minutes. It, it just it and it was hidden. Yeah. If you didn't yeah. walk through it, you weren't gonna experience it. It was always it was always a long mm-hmm. wait. If long you didn't wait. get there first thing when it opened, you're done. Yeah. So I I like the um the House of Tomorrow, which was a kind was of cool. uh that was cool. Uh, a futuristic Monsanto's version of the house, and this yeah. had all the the Nexia shit in it, which is why I have the air conditioner we have right now. Was yeah, because but, we saw it at the house of the future house. But to be fair, we're suckers. <laughs> if you show if you show me something cool, I'm going to try to find it and buy it. That's, and that's what happened. They showed me I can that, control my air conditioner with my phone. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what, awesome. Like that's, that's what it's what, for. That's, that's what, it's what for. this is supposed to be. I'm going to go historical here. Epcot was intended to be a demonstration right. of American ingenuity, of yep. American innovation. But it's not American. That's what Walt wanted. But that's what Walt wanted. It doesn't matter. That's what Walt wanted. Walt, Walt wanted a technological showplace. Yeah. And it was this. And they've lost that because well, I but... love I love Bob Iger, but Bob Iger doesn't care about the old. But to be fair... The way technology is moving at this time, it's it costs it, a lot it, of money. It, it's impossible yeah, it's, to keep up. I know. T- yeah, technology it, moving. It, it, it's not. It, it's totally impossible to keep up with the technology right now. When I you're agree. literally flipping, think about you just your average cell phone that you're flipping every year because the new technology comes out. Now build an attraction around your cell phone and see how long that's relevant. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, it, you look it at just a, doesn't like, make sense. I have an iPhone seven. Uh-huh. It's already outdated after a year. Jason is such a dick. What happened? He oh, just he's posted a Hollow, Hollow Wishes in a couple, and he posted a picture of the castle <laughs> in the chat. In the live chat. Yeah, bitch. He's a dick. Hey, let's talk about Booty You. <laughs> let's do this, bitch. <laughs> so, so Booty You has got Booty. to be. The you, best parade. Jason, Jason, hold on. Jason, we're sorry. <laughs> he will get on a plane and he will He hunt will you get down. on a plane and come kill us. Um, so, if we're taking a Communicorp <laughs> section, Tim, what are we taking? See, this is hard for me because I I, I still think that, that Interventions, Communicorp, whatever you call it, could have been still great if they constantly just... You know, get Apple in there, get Tesla in there, get all these guys that just, they're constantly coming up with new technology, have them put it in the, in the thing, like a, like a, um, like a World's Fair. Keep it like a World's Fair, like it, like it was. Yeah. This, this, this has so much potential. Yeah. So which one are you taking? You taking, uh, original Communicore or are you going... Uh, I'm taking original Communicore because the, that was what they started with, and mm-hmm. they had it going for a little while, but then it just flopped. They they gave up on it. I'm gonna so take I'm, I'm I'm gonna take 1994 innovations or interventions because this is the last time they really put an effort into making this the uh, the te- technological showplace that it was supposed to be. They they had all these demonstrations. They had the House of Tomorrow. They had the uh, the storm thing where you would go inside and you would experience what a storm. It was like a science center. It was like being in a in a in a science museum. 
And that's what I really liked. So, I, I, I don't know. They, again, they could do this because you look at science centers around the country. Like, St. Louis has a great science center. Um, Liberty Science Center over here in New Jersey is awesome. And they update things constantly. You could do that at Disney. You really could. It just takes effort. And unfortunately, they've lost that effort. So what are you taking, Adam? I'm taking none of it, to be honest. None? You're going to have emptiness like it is today? Trash it. Get, give me taking... something new. Give me something easily updatable. Give me but something... Gotta... No, and hear me out. I love the idea of science, and I love the idea of the museum, but that's not what people go on vacation for most of the time. And at the end of the day, the expense to constantly be updating one small area doesn't make economical sense. Get rid of it. Figure out something better. Because at the end of the day, by the time you build this, it's not Liberty Science Center where we're just teaching you space. It's not the Philadelphia Museums where you're walking through the heart. It, it, it's, it's not meant to be any of those things. And... I think that's where this whole thing struggled was again by the time they got around to doing it and building all the attractions it's already outdated year after year after year every year there's an advancement at this point that you can't keep up with that you can't necessarily figure out or guess it it doesn't fit no I I definitely agree with you I definitely think this is needs to be updated on a constant basis but but that it, makes like it said, problematic for the start for an area that would constantly be under refurbishment so you want you kind of want it what it is today where I there's want, a meet and greet nope i want something new i don't know what that is and i'll wait for them to announce it <laughs> he's he, he's well, taking he's taking the easy route. I don't want no, anything. Because, no, and it's not the easy route because at the, at the, at, it's dead space to me. Well, and that's a problem. There's a lot of dead space in Epcot but, that they could just leave those buildings empty and be satisfied with it. But at the end true, of the day, it's true. not a museum where you have forty other exhibits around it. That no. if they shut this area down, it's okay. Right. Right. That it, it doesn't make sense. This whole area didn't make its planned obsolescence. It, it doesn't fit into today's world. Give me something that makes sense. Give me either you're going to have to go back in the past or you're going to have to go so far in the future that it's stuff that we can't even imagine. And well, Adam, nobody's there. Adam, I hate to break this to you, but you got to break a tie. Because we got three people on the show. So you got to pick Communicore or Interventions. Nothing. All right. Well, then I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the listeners a chance here. That's fine. So, in the chat, you guys get to break the tie, and we'll announce it in like two minutes. So you got two minutes. Pick which one you would want. Um, do the uh, Do you want the Communicore from 1982, or do you want Interventions from 1994 until I guess 2009? Ten but, years. But when you death? think about it, that's not a fair comparison because the uh, the things in there were constantly changing and they couldn't keep up to begin with uh adam's getting adam's getting the love here mrs says neither matthew schultz says adam i agree with you nothing uh trish janiska is focusing on jason's uh being a fucktard and (laughs) showing his hollow wishes you know what jason fuck 
you. And your hollow wishes. Fuck you and your hollow wishes. <laughs> uh, Sydney was born in 1982. How oh my god, pick? I feel so old. Um, so I guess, I guess, technically, Adam wins. Cmatch yeah. says he's on board with Adam. So, I guess our our interventions is just kind of empty. It's waiting. It's waiting for the next it's thing. Waiting, and I don't it's waiting for the great thing. Right and you know what? That's kind of the way it is. So I think we're just gonna have. Well, I guess we'll have the meet and greet and club cool, and that's well, it. Well, and you know what? To be wait, fair, waiting for wait. Wasn't isn't else. that fucking paint thing still in there? The glitter oh, paint or whatever it is. No, it's gone. Uh, I think it's gone now. I think um, it's gone. But but to be fair, you know what? Make it what it is right now. Make it where the um, the Muppets Mobile Lab launches from. Yeah. Make it more behind. If I can get more interactive like interactive like that, I'm down for that. The only thing I request is that we at least keep the uh, the music, the background music from Interventions Plaza. The background music's never going anywhere. I don't think that's so awesome. Oh, yeah. I love that background music because the, the the original opening music still plays. Yeah, in, pretty yeah, much. In the Entrance it's Plaza. So awesome. Ethan has that on his uh, nighttime playlist. The Interventions Plaza and the Epcot entrance music. It's well, the best. One thing we didn't discuss that was part of Communion Corps that I didn't know until I, I researched this is, which is now called the Fountain of Nations. Yep. That was updated. That's been updated over the years. Mm-hmm. New songs, new scores. New, um, fount- new fountain altogether. They they fountain, added yeah. new jets, new piping, to, so they can control the water. And they had that, mm-hmm. um, I forgot the name of the show. Something Splash. Um Yeah. Or the dancers was why they built that whole stage around around the fountain. Yeah. I like the new fountain where the the music, the water goes to the music. One of the best parts about that show, the fountain show, when they shoot it off, is every once in a while you get the Rocketeer music. Like if you ever watch the, uh, if you watch the show itself when they shoot the jets off, it's the Rocketeer music. It's but, awesome. I'm sorry. What? Be an asshole again. What? It's Jerry I'm, Goldsmith. No, but hear me out. I'm sorry. See the Bellagio fountains if you want to see water oh. dancing. Oh, oh I don't do Vegas. I, I, I'm sorry. This this whole area needs Adam, major Adam updating. Just, you just want to go to Vegas and see Britney Spears. <laughs> Besides does. that, if you're paying, I'm going. Fine by me. Yes. Gay man wants to see Britney Spears. Shocker to the world. Hey, I'd go see Britney. See? Well, but, you uh, can go see Britney with him, and, and I don't have to go. As long as she does the, uh, the, uh... <laughs> Slay for you with the Instead snake. Of every straight Or guy. swimming yeah. in the No, fountains. no, no. See, my Britney is, my Britney is the original Britney, uh, Baby One More Time. Okay. Oh, pre pre I had that, I had that poster above my bed. The one that came you on would. the CD. That's why any any. Wait, you came on a CD? Boy, no, probably it came with the CD. <laughs> it's why any boy ever bought that album. It's, it's funny because we were actually album. talking about Britney today, and I saw a, a meme today that said Taylor Swift needs to call Britney to find out how she got through her crazy. Ugh, Taylor Swift is all kinds of crazy. But She's, that's uh, see, but that's a whole is, another. Bring it back to Disney, guys. Yep. The right whole point of this, tangents. it's it's, it's getting outdated, and I don't care yeah. what you say. 
it, it, it's time to catch this up a little bit. Yeah. I, agreed. Agreed. Interventions needs to be updated. But, but it's gone now well, anyway. It needs to have something, period, because right now it's empty. Yeah, that's true. Leave it empty, give me something new. Real real quick, um, ice station cool or club cool? Uh, cool. The only thing I could say at this point is you have Coke freestyle everywhere. You can make whatever fucking Coke drink you want. Yeah. You can't get Beverly, though. Yeah. Okay. The only reason why it's around is because people like watching people's reaction when they drink <laughs> Beverly for the first time. I, I, I bet you that's the only reason why Disney keeps that. <laughs> pretty much. It's a challenge at this point. I, I, I liked the old Ice Station Cool. It was pretty cool to walk through that, like, uh, excavation, and you see the the Ice Man holding the Coke. It's pretty cool. Get, but it was, a little, it was a little show and a little bit of. It's you know. cool for what it is. It's a free soda, sugary drink. Yeah. All right. So at this point, um, we're we got nothing. We got nothing in in uh, Interventions Plaza. Yeah. It's empty. The whole center section of the park is just nothing. So which way? Which way do you guys want to go? Do you want to go to? Uh, f- um, Universe of Energy, or you guys want to go over to Living with the Seas? What do you guys want to choose? Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter to me. Well, let's do, you know what, let's do Living with the Seas. We hit back on this on episode four. Long wow. time ago. I know, Holy right? Shit. Right? <laughs> so we, we can just briefly skim yeah. this one because we know everybody's opinion yeah. on this. We're going we're gonna to go real quick on this because if you want a f- full history of Living Seas, go check out episode four on the back catalog. It and we was... apologize for all no, of it. No, no, yeah. this was our this was our first professional episode because okay. I was that professional? Using, I semi professional, semi. Uh, mm. I stopped using Chinese microphones um, that I bought on Amazon China from Innovations in 1984. Yeah. <laughs> I I was still getting shit faced on whiskey. <laughs> yeah, we 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 were we were in our infancy, so bear with us if you if you can. It's actually one of our first good episodes. So go check out episode four real quick. Living with the seas. That, that was the first one. We didn't have to record again. Wasn't it? Probably. Bad at the first time yeah. for one through three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one through three are rough. This is, this is yeah. much, this was much better. We've so come a long check way. out episode four for the full, uh, full history of living with the seas. Or living, living with the land, living with the seas, whatever. Uh, living Seas opened in 1986, so slightly after Epcot opened. They they had originally intended this to open with Epcot, but this is the yeah. largest saltwater tank in the world at its time. At the time. It is 5.7 million gallons of water. It's huge. And it was, it, first of all, built in 1986, or started building in 1981, actually. Didn't finish until 1986. It was not surpassed by anyone in the world until 2005, 30 or 29 years later. And that was by someone, the Georgia Aquarium. Yeah, in the Georgia Aquarium. Finally, someone passed it up. Um, but if, essentially, this this started out as a serious sea base alpha where you were um, learning about learning about the ocean. And you went through the hydrolators. We talked about how cool they were, how um, amazingly advanced this technology was this special effects this practical effects real world uh effects were uh it it was it was amazing you would then board the sea cabs and you would travel through an underwater tunnel 
through the Caribbean coral reef and through this this aquarium, essentially, where you would get a close-up view of marine life. It was really awesome. Uh, finally, in uh, 2001, the sea caps closed down after a number of different you know changes where they would shorten ride, they would short the ride, they would uh, take out the pre-show, they would do the pre-show sometimes, sometimes not do the pre-show. And in 2003, they started to retheme it to Finding Nemo. And finally, in 2004, we get Turtle Talk with Crush, where the old pre-show theaters were. And in 2005, we get the uh, Seas with Nemo and Friends. And essentially, you rather than have this entire aquarium around you, you get turned to the side and you go through this scenes where you're directed to your attention to follow along the story of this, uh, Finding Nemo. All in all, I prefer the original. When I when I first rode this, we did the the living with the sea or living seas. It was awesome. It was so immersive. It was so yep. good. The practical effects, the hydrolators were awesome. We talked about on the show the rock walls were basically a, a treadmill with actual um, f- like foam f- effects to it. That was it was just so cool. The deluge. The deluge. And it rained. And the seas was good. The seas with the, er, the seas with Nemo and Friends is good. I don't hate it. I like going on it. I like Turtle Talk. It's fun. No, but no I prefer... that, that fucking room smells. I, we did well, it once. So I'd car- never do it again. It's carpet it's, everywhere. It's carpeted walls. It's carpeted floors. It's probably carpeted ceilings. And it's and it's filled with kids that probably shit their pants. I don't want to go in that room anymore. <laughs> I don't want to um, see it anymore. I don't want to... The technology is great, and and if they put that technology elsewhere, it'd, it'd be fine. Oh, see, but MILF? No. MILF is the same technology. Yeah. Yeah. But put it put it in more places. Just don't close me in a carpeted room where there's yeah. water surrounding the whole room with a bunch of kids and expect me to breathe. Yeah. Right. It, I mean, it's it's a fun show. Nemo is the Nemo ride is great. I like the I like the queue. I really like the queue. I think I the like the queue awesome. better than the attraction. Queue is yeah, me too. The queue is really cool. It's 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 a lot of fun and it's oh, nice the, mar- and cool. the marquee outside with the seagulls going mine mine. mine <laughs> That's is great. Better than the ride. Yeah. To be fair, we've been to the Georgia Aquarium, and if they would have done the same exact updates that the Georgia Aquarium did. This would be a not-to-be-missed attraction. This would be a not-to-be-missed building. This building needs a lot of help. Take it back to what it originally was. Keep you an email. Yeah. Data tank in the Georgia Aquarium is impressive. They have four whale sharks. Do they really? Yes. Yes. Four Four whale sharks. It is amazing. I'll have to ask my brother if he's gone there. He lives in Atlanta now. It's beautiful. If you it's go, beautiful. if you guys ever go, I have the hookup. So just let me know. It's 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 something not to be missed. If you go to Atlanta, in my opinion, it is. And so it, then, real quick, oddly quick, enough, right across we, the street is Coke World, where you can get Beverly. Pretty much. What are, what are we taking here? What are we, what are we taking? Original here? hands down. Yeah. Original hands down. Original. We can we just move right on. Original hands down. We can move right on. I, I can't. Even if they had to update it, if they went along the Georgia Aquarium route, it would be twenty times better than what it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the the original was so great. It had the practical effects that made that made Imagineering 
Imagineering at the time. And now to, it's. And to be fair, when you walk through the Georgia Aquarium, most of the stuff that's not highlighted in the aquarium, it's rather dark. You don't necessarily yeah. notice the walls. You don't necessarily notice the paint job. You notice what you should be paying attention to, and that's the fish. It's the aquarium. It's 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 everything that's going on in the tank, and that's what Disney got away from when they yep. whatever they came away with this lovely paint job that we have now. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's it's fine the way it is. You you don't hate it, but it could be a lot better. So yeah. we're going for our for our ultimate Epcot. We're going 1986. Original Epcot, the seas, the living seas, and the deluge. And it rained. And rained. And and the seas were born. (laughs) So, after you get out of the seas, there's only one place to go, and that's up to the land. So, let's talk about the land. Let's talk about... The circle of life. No, fuck that. Oh, please no. Please no. No, no, no. Symbiosis, circle of life. We're going with none. If we can take none, we're going with none. So just close that. Put a wall there and just leave that theater alone, please. So you don't Tim, need it. just Tim. Kitchen cabaret. Veggie Everybody knows Epcot. Everybody knows. Kitchen Cabaret. It it was a show of all the anim, audio animatronics were food, and it it had a serious tone to it. It was talking about all about good nutrition and healthy eating, but it, it took it tongue in cheek, and it was a cabaret show. It was you know dancing milk carton girls and and whatnot, and it was hosted by Bonnie Appetit, and it had. Corny jokes. Um, it was thir- I think it was what, about 13 minutes long. And it was an original attraction show. Original opening um, attraction. But I I, I I really enjoyed this attraction. I I, I think they should have kept it open. But, well, we wouldn't have Soren if they did. But. True. I never got around to seeing this because it, it closed before I got there, but I've seen video yeah, of it. It closed in 94. I love, I do love the Serial Sisters. Yes. It's just fun. It is. It's fun. It's, it's good fun. And um, and you know what? It's, it's, it's nice music where you kind of have that like vaudevillian uh, stage show. It's kind of, it's kind of like yeah. a vaudevillian stage show. Especially it, ham and eggs. When you yes. think about it, though, it, it's crap <laughs> that's going to get stuck in your head for hours after you show it. Yeah. After you yep. see it. And trust me, I will, when when we produce the show in post-production, I will have a lot of the eclipse from this. So you guys will hear all of this and be stuck I in your head forever. I have the whole show <laughs> yeah. Yeah. on MP3. But I, I just... I, I don't know. I love this as a kid. I remember going to see this as a kid and just... It was fun. It was cute. It was whimsical. The songs you were coming out singing, and again, you don't get that a lot from a lot of the newer attractions. So, would I give up Soren for it? Probably not. Probably not. No. <laughs> not. But so, there's rumor that parts of that attraction is still behind the walls of Soren. I don't think so. I can't. I can't see that. I'm pretty well, sure. Well, maybe not with the third. The yeah. The third theater. 
But you had you had things like Mrs. Cheese saying like Mae West and Miss Yogurt was like Eartha Kitt. It was just mm-hmm. it was fun. The Dairy As a Gates. big Eartha Kitt fan, yeah. As a big you Eartha Kitt fan, that was really. You can't tell me the hipsters would die of a Oh, like, they would love it. Be so involved. Oh, absolutely. Now. Oh, yeah. And the Serial Sisters were kind of a, a parody on the Andrews Sisters. It was just a great show altogether. And like we said before, Mr. Ham and Mr. Eggs was a vaudevillian act that would just told corny jokes through their whole... You also had the Dean Martin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you had all, like, the old school in there. It was just a lot of fun. Bonnie Appetit was kind of like a Carmen Miranda yep. character. It was, it, was, it was a really fun, fun show. And then it was placed by Food Rocks. Okay, alright, hold on. <laughs> I did like Food Rocks. I don't remember it. I mean, it's super corny. It, it, if, if Kitchen Cabaret was corny, this is, this is awfully corny. I mean, this is super, super corny. Super corny to the point that I, it, like, I think it bad just took corny puns too galore. far. Bad puns everywhere. See, but if they would have kept it with Kitchen Cabaret, everything old is new again. All right, Sydney doesn't know what we're talking about. So, Sydney, no, I just want to Sydney... say, go on YouTube and Google Martin's Vids, Food Rocks, and you'll yep. you'll see the whole... Not Food Rocks. Well, you'll see Kitchen that Kitchen Cabaret. Too, Kitchen Cabaret, and you'll see the whole Or the show. Land Pavilion. I got to yeah. ask, when was, when was Sydney born? Because it, it's making me feel old now. You don't ask a lady her age. Yeah. I asked when she was born, not her age. No oh. better. Well, if math. you ask her when she's born, you'll get her age. And besides, Simple besides, math. everybody Come on, knows you're a lawyer. Newer, newer is always better. You just, done just school? Just give us the generation. You don't have to give us the um, generation. She's obviously a millennial. 88. 88. Oh, she's my sister's age. So she's, she, she's younger than my oldest godson. <laughs> <laughs> so food, food Rocks is what, 1994, I right? I feel so old. And we, we replaced Bonnie Appetit with? I didn't do that much research because oh. I didn't go into Food okay. Rocks because I hated that show. So I, I do like the show. So we replaced Bonnie Appetit with food, Fud Rapper. F-U-D. Food Rapper. Get it? Food. Yeah. This, this show is replete with awful puns. Awful puns. But it's voiced by real life rapper Tone Loke. Tone Loke, yeah. You know, Funky Cole Medina. Um, <gasps> Shut up. Mrs. Nesbitt was born in 1991. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> oh, he's super young. He's Jesus not even Christ. born in the 80s. Oh, my God. He's too young to be listening to this <laughs> show. Fuck that. I graduated <laughs> high school a year when he was one. He could be my kid. Seriously. I was 17. Fuck. Well, he couldn't be my kid. I was nine. Um, all right, so so uh, Food Rocks, it, it, has, uh, it has like 12 or 12 musical acts. They, we'll just go by them real quick. Um, the each set has a fictional group that's attached to it, and there's like bad again, bad audio animatronics. Uh, yeah. The utensils, the utensils, yeah, the and they're basically boys. like the forks and stuff. Uh, we'll make it count in the kitchen, which was a parody of, and all of these all of these songs are uh, parodies uh, of Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody, uh, good nutrition by the Peach, Peach Boys. Uh, they took obviously good vibrations. 
this is probably my favorite of the of all the of all the uh, the songs. The Refrigerated Police had a had a song called "Every Bite You Take." Yeah, <laughs> it wah, is wah. it is so wah, wah. it is so bad. It's like. You gotta no. look out what you're eating, and you no. gotta watch no, every, no, everybody. No, no, no. The worst was Pita Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't get any cornier than that. We no, did, it it's like it's lazy. It's like we didn't even try. We didn't yeah, even that's try. how I feel. It's just fucking lazy. Because because in 1994, Gabriel Sledgehammer was was had had kind of a revival, and they're like Peter Gabriel. Let's just. Peta Gabriel, and it was called High Fiber. Oh, that's just give me the fucking the, California the get to the point, sisters. I mean, this show I, is well, just that's horrible. what they wanted. That's what they wanted. They was, was supposed to be like a California raisins. Um, so uh, so after High Fiber, you get Always Read the Rapper, uh, which was just basically Tone Loke as Fud Rapper doing Funky Cold Medina. Cold Medina, yeah. It was good. Um, okay, at the end of the day. Can you clearly remember any original song without listening to it? No, no, because they were all they were all parodies. I think there was one original song. How many people know Veggie Veggie Fruit Fruit? Everybody knows. Everybody veggie knows. Veggie knows veggie 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 taken. Kitchen Cabaret wins. Yeah, I agree. So <laughs> yeah. after yeah. Kitchen Cabaret, after um, we're not after uh, food food rocks final closes in two thousand four. We get Soren. Soren. Obviously. Obviously, we don't need to vote. Yeah, and, and everybody Soren knows Soren. Soren, um, you know. No, but we have to vote Soren California over Soren the world. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, wait, we'll wait, wait. It. No, you gotta go Soren California, Soren California with the pubes on the screen, <laughs> and then Soren around the world. So. Uh, obviously, everybody knows. That everybody who's ever watched a Disney video of any at any point in time since 2004 has seen the history of how this is created. Um, uh, I forget the I forget the Imagineer. Was it Mark Davis? No, it definitely wasn't Mark Davis. Wasn't Mark Davis. And he says he goes home to like his parents' uh, house or something like that and finds his old Erector set and he makes the Erector set. Uh, Erect. <laughs> <laughs> he makes his erectors. Oh, I'm sorry, it's Mark Sumner. Mark Sumner is the Imagineer. Mark Sumner makes the erector set to this working model where the the so basically you have three rows of seats here and they basically fly upwards like this and then they are almost vertical throughout the ride and it's it's a really cool IMAX style screen. It's like 180 degrees around yeah, you. This is bigger than IMAX. It's bigger than IMAX. Yeah. Um, oh, it's OmniMax. That's right. It's, it's huge. It basically goes 180 degrees around you. It's huge. That, yeah. Okay. We'll get to that point. We'll get to that what? point because uh, James says they got to see the curved Eiffel Tower today. It bothers <laughs> me. Oh, my God. That, that bothers me so bad. So we'll, we'll get to that, we'll get to that yeah. point. So, in, in 2004, Is it just the... at the tip? <laughs> Sorry. In 2004, curved, part curved of Curved for her uh, pleasure. Part of... Part of the uh, 50th anniversary of Disneyland, they brought a bunch of rides from all across the Disney parks to Walt Disney World, and this was one of them. Soarin' over California was already around, so Soarin' comes to Epcot in uh, 2004, and it's Soarin' over California. 
until what was that 2015 14 15 15 right 15 they closed mm-hmm. it down and 16 it appeared or no 16 it appeared because in 15 we were in Disneyland and they still had Soren over California yeah. but they had the new projectors and the new yeah. screens and all that it's it closes on no, it closes it closed on in 15 I thought no it closed in 16 it closed in 16 closed in 16 and in June 20 20 something because it was like a few days later they, they closed it because really they didn't have to do anything to the ride it was just it was just updating the movie and, and the sound and the projectors and the smell of visions the smell the because towards the end of Soren over California the smellitzers stopped working yeah so real quick we'll go over the rides uh, the ride videos Soren over California you start at the Golden Gate Bridge uh, you go to Redwood Creek, Napa and Valley. You kick people in the head when they're fishing. Kick people in the head. <laughs> go to Napa Valley for the for the um, uh, for the balloon festival there. Uh, Monterey Bay, Lake Tahoe, uh, Yosemite Falls. My favorite, PGA West Palmer course. Played it, love it. Palm Springs. Yep. Well, you actually see um, was it Iger hitting a ball? Eisner. Eisner hit that golf ball. Eisner. Which they digitally project a hidden Mickey on there. Um, uh, Camarillo, the the desert in uh, in uh, Palm, just outside of Palm Springs, Anza Borrega Desert State Park outside of San Diego, outside the mountains, uh, and then you actually get to San Diego. You get on the uh, USS John Stennis at the Naval Air Base in San Diego, Malibu Beach, uh, and then you can you can actually see Catalina in the, in the distance there. Pretty cool. Uh, finally, downtown LA for hmm, traffic. I love yeah. that. I love that. Part. Yeah, that's what LA is known for. When you when you go through downtown LA and that's the that's the 101, you see bumper to bumper traffic and that is LA. That is the 101 at all times of the day, no matter what time of day it is. The 101 is packed with traffic. And finally, you end up at Disneyland uh, in Anaheim, California. So you guys have done soaring over the world, soaring around the world. We've done, yep. yes. All right, we're gonna do a spoiler for a lot of people because some people haven't been there. So we'll give you a minute. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Five, fast forward. Four, okay. Three, if you want to fast forward, two, fast forward about three minutes. We'll give you three minutes. Who are you to kidding? Fast who are you kidding? Five probably at least. All right, so we'll do five minutes. Five minutes. Fast. We're forward, we're like two minutes. hours into this episode. We only discussed two attractions. Yeah, we got to. Oh, an hour and a half. But we got to. We'll, we'll get. I knew this. I was looking at this and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of shit to discuss. <laughs> this is not gonna I work. I know. I I. We're going bold here. All right. So real quick. Well, over you're the, the one that's got to edit. I don't give a fuck. Jason is that's it true. Today. <laughs> so, so, Tim, take us through Soaring Over the World. Soaring Over the World, you know what? This attraction is great, but it only works if you're sitting in that middle car. You yeah. have to be sitting in the middle car. There's just so much um, digital effects and... What's the word I'm looking for? Aspect issues. Yeah. Yeah. That co- becomes the the HD becomes non-effective when you're sitting on the outside cars. Like, like James said, the the Eiffel Tower becomes crooked. It's no longer yeah. straight. It's like it's got a hook to it. And so, did, it, so did Bill Clinton. Was that? So did Bill Clinton. Allegedly, I don't know. <laughs> if you can speak to that, more props to you. But it, whatever. I have not been with Mr. President. That's what they all say. 
I did not have sexual relations with that man. But it's when the white shirt, white stain on your blue shirt. On your blue shirt. <laughs> it's deodorant, I promise. It's deodorant. It totally is. Totally is. Sorry. Okay. So what what do you see in uh, Soren around the world? We got two All right, minutes. You probably. go to my well, my favorite scene, simply for the smell, is when you Africa and, and you smell the the grass and the the dirt. The elephant throws the dirt uh, up as you as you're flying past. But you go to the Taj Mahal. Um, I'm trying to see if I can remember all of them. Obviously, you do the Eiffel Tower. You have the Great Wall of China. Uh, shit. Pyramids in Egypt. Taj, yeah, the, uh, the Taj Mahal. Egypt. Taj Mahal. Which, I mean, the majority of, of these are all digitally done. I'm not going to... I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but they're all CGI. Most all of these scenes are CGI. Yeah. So I... Look, I haven't been on Soren. I will admit, I, I am not a spoiler person. I've watched the video. I hate it. I hate it. I don't. It just seems it. so fake. Everything seems fake. The first scene, you're going through through uh, the glaciers, and there's a polar bear and a whale, and just perfectly timed, and they're all jumping out. Like I know and there were portions could... of soaring over California that were CGI'd. Obviously, Michael Eisner can't hit a ball that high or that accurate. Yeah. But everything, every scene in this movie has some sort of CGI, except for maybe Neuschwanstein Castle in Germany. That's it. Yeah. Everything well, yeah. seems fake. Because even the Epcot, even the Epcot scene at the end does too. Yeah. It's yeah. it's meh. All right. Here's so, my wait. I have my opinion on this as well. I'm shocked. Um. As much as I wanted to love this, as much as I love the original, there's that impact that's missing. And part of it is due to the CGI, part of it is due to the wonky camera angles, depending on where you're sitting. And I don't know, it missed something in the translation for me. Uh, the Great Wall, yes, some of that, we know that footage was real because they uh, got yeah. all the... A majority of it was real because we know we had they had so much problems getting permission to do it in the yeah. first place. So there's a lot of stuff that's real, but it, when it's spliced into all the fake, it gets very muddy to figure out what is believable, what is not. Whereas Soren over the California, as much as the CGI was in there, as much as the stuff that took you out. There was enough there to put you right back in. You right. know that Disneyland shot was real because it was freaking during Christmas. There was just certain things that that made you centered on that ride. And yeah. that's what the new Soren is missing for me. And I don't care how much people say that the new soundtrack is similar. It's not. The original soundtrack still blows the new one away. Well, and that's what I was about to say is that, that uh, in Soren over California... That initial thing, that initial soundtrack where it's like the violins going, and then it's like, and you see the Golden Gate Bridge. It's like a moment that hits you right in your face. And none of the, none of that really does that with the new movie. Like, right. 
I mean, uh, the, I know that I know the score now is heavily based on Jerry Goldsmith's original score, but it's not the same, and it doesn't have nowhere, that nowhere. moment, like in Soren Over California, when the chopper flies by in San Diego, or when you're going through um, uh, through the desert and the Blue Angels, or yeah. Thunderbirds. 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 When the Thunderbirds go by and you feel that, you feel that boom. I mean, if you don't oh, get a patriotic hard on from the Thunderbirds, it's not even the that. pilot lights it, out, it, man. It, it the goes... soundtrack itself has that orchestral oomph that the new one is missing. They soften there's, the soundtrack completely. It doesn't have the impact. It, it, there's something wrong with the. And I get because I'm jaded. Because I've been through every almost iteration of this ride. From the original with the pubic hairs to the cleaned up California. We have been through every, every iteration. Right. To the cleaned up one we saw in California with the true HD like clean laser protection. It just... There's something that fits so well that's missing in the newest generation there's some there's a disconnect yeah. for yeah. me i agree don't get me wrong it's an amazing attraction so but for all- give me my original soaring over california any day yeah it- yeah so for all for all of this what do we take original what are we for our ultimate soaring give me original soaring film think- with the newer projectors Origi- well well hold on we got you got you really got four choices you have Kitchen Cabaret, Food Rocks, Soren over California, five actually. Soren over California with the pubes, or well, no, um, you have you have Soarin you have a six the world. then because around the world. when they first put the new projections in, they ran Soren over California not for a couple in, weeks. Before not the new in movie. Disney World. I thought they did. No, nah. only California. No, no, it's only California. So we'll, we'll, we're going to leave it Give with me five. original Soren because all the smells are still work. The I, pubes weren't there, and it was fresh. And I remember seeing that for the first time on our, on our actually Adam and I's first trip together. We, the first thing we did, we landed the next morning because we, we got in at three o'clock in the morning. We ran to Epcot, <laughs> hit Soren, first ride, and it, it was the best. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta go soon over, over California. California. Hot mess after that five. ride, crying through the whole yeah. fucking shit. Yep. Don't care. Proud to admit it. Fucking it's, blew my it's, mind. Yeah. We probably wrote it like ten times. I remember waiting for hours on end. Yep. Yeah. Soaring over California, hands down. We first rode that in 2010. Um, and when everything still worked, all the smellers are still Was worked. That- was that pre-pube? We or rode that at least a dozen times. I think it's pre-pube. Well, I, mean, I don't know. No, I remember it in 2012. But, but to be fair, just think about 13. the projection technology that they were using. Now, cleaned up. Mm-hmm. We've saw it in California. It's like riding it fresh for the first time. It was, it was amazing. It was yeah. beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. it's. It, I, I wish they would bring back Soaring over California for one yeah. of those theaters, and you just randomly get it every. It's coming. Because I can almost better, guarantee much better ride, it's coming. Much better soundtrack. But it's yeah. gonna be for special. I hope so for the 50th. And what I mean by that, it's gonna be DVC. It's gonna be yeah. annual pass. Mark oh, or anniversaries. It might be anniversaries. Could be. 
Yeah, 50, 50th anniversary, words, 40th anniversary. It's going to be, DVC, anniversary and it's gonna be annual specials. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Yep. So we're going with original Soren for our ultimate Epcot. And that closes out the land. And, Tim, you're going to stay on topic because we're going over to the Imagination Pavilion. But I'm too freaking... What is it called? Oh, living with the yeah. land. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so... I want to do a more full show yeah. on this later on, so we'll go really quick through Living with the Land. This is one of the best dark ride, kind of dark rides in Epcot. I would call it a dark ride because you kind of go through a dark portion for of five it. minutes, oh, yeah. for five seconds. Well, it's a boat no, ride. It's a good. It's a good. Oh, portion screw of it. you! It's a Horizon's the original dark ride. Fight <laughs> right. Uh, All right, fight so, me. He's a Horizon's the Horizon's fanboy. Dark ride. For that, no. He for is. that matter, um. Spaceship Earth is a dark ride. I it is a dark call, ride. Spaceship Earth is I wouldn't a dark call ride. I can't Living call this a dark, a dark ride. ride. So the the there are um, as you go through the original dark portion, the dark red portion, you go through a deciduous forest in the middle of a thunderstorm, illustrating how forces of nature shape the land. They appear destructive to us, but they are actually helpful to the land. And you see this the rain on the, in the background. You see the waterfalls. And then you go through some artificial uh, kind of representations of a tropical rainforest, the desert. And by the way, who in that desert, when you go through that desert scene, doesn't think Star yeah. Wars? Tatooine. Right? Yeah, Tatooine. Uh, and then Jason's favorite, the American Prairie. We can't go too detail in this because Jason yeah, will kill he, us. He's, he wants to do a whole do episode on this show. So. I know. We, and we will. So you go through the American Prairie. You go, through the far, uh, you, you go into the farmhouse scene. And then you go into the kind of segue, the movie with uh, talking about how things are different uh, or how we use uh, technology to farm and um, how different er different cultures use um, irrigation or pesticides or things like that to, to help farming. Um, and finally, you get into the, the living laboratory, the, uh, the, the greenhouse. So you go through the greenhouse and it features crops from around uh, around the world. A uh, bunch of different um, familiar foods like rice, bananas, uh, pal date palms, to things that you don't normally see: cacao, jackfruit, dragon fruit, uh, Java apples, papayas. Those, you know, different fruits. You get to see how they're actually grown in around the world. Um, and then the next portion, you go into the aqua cell, which is uh, fish farming. You see the uh, tilapia, sturgeon, catfish. Uh, what else is there? Uh, striped bass, alligators. And, and the shrimp. That's right, <laughs> alligators. Oh, and the shrimp. That's right, and the shrimp. And you see how well, those are are. The alligators are no longer there. They took no. They took. They're them not. Mm -hmm. Ever since oh, the Grand Floridian incident. Oh yeah, out. the gator sensitivity yeah. training. Too soon. Alligators too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Too soon. That's right. Well, you uh, got a lighthouse. I mean, some. So interestingly, some of the fish from this. This aquacell are actually served in the coral yep. reef. Well, all over property. So, all yeah, all over property. So, pretty cool. If you see sustainable fish, that is from living with the land. Uh, then the next portion you go is is the temperate greenhouse, uh, which originally was a desert greenhouse when the when the ride first opened, and it was basically a greenhouse featuring um, featuring desert plants like cacti and the, these uh, these flowers, and they would show how you they can how the desert actually actually farms different things. Uh, now it's a temperate greenhouse, and that was changed in, what, 97, 98? Something like that? 
think so. It was. So now you see. It was changed uh, in between the first time that I went, and then like the the first time I went as an adult. So it's somewhere like two, in between. Yeah. Because I, I went for the first time again as an adult in two thousand three. It it was like probably. the late nineties that it changed right before right before the millennium, uh, and then it became a greenhouse fridge in temperate climates, uh, which housed large the large the big crops like the giant pumpkins, the winter melons, the nine pound lemons. Um, they, they, I think they have the Cinderella pumpkins there that they, they call those Cinderella pumpkins. Uh, you see, th this is where you see the, um, uh, you see the, the lettuce on the slat forming Epcot or forming the giant Mickey, the hidden Mickey there. Uh, it's just pretty cool to see them, them grow different things. They, they grow the things like, uh, the tomato trees. Um, you see the, the, the cucumbers growing on vines uh, hung from the like The, the Mickey pumpkins. Uh, yeah. And then that transitions to the string greenhouse where, where this is where you start to see all these, the eggplants, the peppers, the beans, uh, all of these things growing above the, above the ground that normally grow in the ground. Um, or on the ground, actually. Uh, then you have the creative greenhouse, which is the final greenhouse that you see. You see the aeroponics, which... These things travel on like a wire, and they go through, and they miss the roots, and that that's how they stay um, they stay healthy. It's pretty cool. And then you see the the I guess the I don't know the laboratory, right? Yeah. It's kind of the best way to call yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, that's what they. Um, well, we did the behind the scenes tour, and I will recommend yeah. that to anybody. Do the tour. It's like I think it's well. We had the DVC discounts, so it was like 20 bucks, but I think even without it, it's like 25 or $30. And it's probably the greatest bang for your buck that you can get. And, and it was just a great thing. We <laughs> The best part of that for me was this plant. I forgot what they called it. It had a name. But it was like their, their mascot, and you touch it. And as you touch it, it almost looked like a fern. And as you touched it, it its leaves curled up wherever you touched it in a defensive mechanism. That's cool. I think they did call it Audrey. I'm not 100% sure, but they did call it Audrey. Um, but it was, it was a, it's a great show. It's a great tour. You see everything. You see how yeah. they control the pest population in Disney with the aphids um, around the park. The ladybugs, they introduced ladybugs to the whole park. How they control the mosquito mm -hmm. population in the park. It's it was just a great, great tour. And the only time you visit that pest management lab is mm -hmm. on the tour, so you have to go on the tour. Yep. It's in that biotech yep. area. The only time you get to see it is if you do the tour. So, again, you guys have done it. We're looking to we're looking to do it the next time it's we go. Awesome. With that's awesome. Ethan. Definitely, definitely uh, advised to do it. Yeah. Um, honestly, not much has changed with this ride. Originally, you had a boat guide on the boat with you. That's why that first that first row of the boat has that like standing platform, and the the guide would guide you through the tour. The song is gone. Tell you about the place. Yes, the song is gone. Believe. Yes, and it's a great song. You're a tiny little seed. It's a great hippie song. It is really a great song. Uh, you'll hear it in post production, right about yep. as if John Denver wrote it himself. Cue music. You're a tiny little seed. Tiny little seed that's reaching up to meet your need with the right of um, 
great song. It's a lot of fun, and that's gone. But honestly, the only thing that's really changed is the major change has been there's no more ride operator. It's basically yep. a spiel uh, above you in a uh, disembodied voice. So, uh, what are you guys taking? Living, uh, listen with the land or li- uh, living with the land? The original. The original. Yep. Yep. With the, the guided the... tour? Yeah, I think so. I would take the two th- like it, the 2000s version where you still had the guided tour um, with a guide on it. Because I think the guide went away in about 2006. I think it was the last time the guide I, I still take the original. Yeah. I miss the song. I miss the whole feel of it. I miss the the guide actually pointing out different things to you. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing for me is the guide because it it made it it made the ride individual. Well, and to be fair, the attraction time. was a lot more in, intuitive. It was more interactive when the guide was there because they were constantly changing things. Yep. And depending on the yeah. season was. Dependent on the show you got, and you can ask questions and, now and they that's answer. Gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, now you can do that with behind the scenes tour, but you actually have to take the tour, right? So, I think we're all in agreement. Uh, <sighs> the pre guide, you guys want the living with the land, the listening yes, to the land, without song. a doubt. I need my song, and I like the song, and I would probably want the song back in there as long as I'm not sure when the song exactly went away. But as long as they have the temperate with the with the melons, I think no, that was like the nineties. Because I remember always yeah. seeing the um, melons and the pumpkins, depending on yeah. the season, growing in Mickey heads. So that I think that desert was because uh, I never saw the desert. It was before I got there. Um, so I would say I, I I think we're all in agreement. The original with the with the song and uh, the yeah, guy. A funny funny story, real great. quick. The last time we were there, we rode this ride and was sitting there, um, and out of nowhere, this kid behind us just screams out loud in a deep, deep southern accent. He's like, "This ain't a ride. We're learning." <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> the whole boat oh, just man. cracked up, and and it was it was an awesome an awesome experience. Yeah. Uh, so for our ultimate Epcot, we're going with uh, the original yeah. Listen to the Land rather than yep. uh, the current version. So on to the Imagination Pavilion. Okay. So the Imagination Pavilion houses a couple attractions. Um, well, the original one was the um, Journey to Imagination, which was with Figment and the... the Dreamcatcher, Dreamfinder, Dreamfinder, Dreamcatcher. I done it. I, I, I'm about <laughs> twelve pack in right now, so forgive me. And that to me was my favorite attraction in all of Epcot when the first time I saw it. I mean, I had the Figment shirt, I had the Figment stuffed animal, the Figment hat, and that lasted yes. for a long time. That was like fifteen years. Before they changed that. They removed the Dream Finder. And then in 99. And they gave us Eric Idle. So Journey Into Your Imagination opens oh. in 1999. Uh, the Dream Finder's gone and we have Dr. Nigel Channing. And this is, this is, I mean, we all got to say, it's the, it's the downhill spiral that's going on. <laughs> Absolutely. 
a lot of the track is removed. It yeah, becomes, about a third of it. It becomes this like open house, and I like the theory of this with the yeah. institution. I like it. All right. Just meh. To be honest, we recently watched the whole Martin's vids on this. And there's stuff to this attraction I honestly don't remember. And I know, like, mm-hmm. from being a kid. And to see it just in the Martin's vids. From the original? It's so much better than what we have now. Yeah. Of like, course. hands down. Course. It was an Omni mover. So it was able to actually carry more capacity than what we have now. It just, ah, uh, it's just disappointing to remember and watch it and to sit there and see what we have now compared to what it was. It's just sad. And then you had the whole upstairs open. Well, the attractions. Well, to be fair, that wasn't. Yeah. That was always. That was another one that was always changing. Yeah. It didn't always. It wasn't always the same thing year after year, but the actual attraction itself, we lost something big with that, and I don't think we're ever going. We're not going to get it back the way it was. No, they need to bring it back. No, no, unfortunately, probably not. I I don't think the Dream Finder will ever come back. Um, I know, I know. And look, so journey into your imagination only lasts for two years and for an epcot for an attraction to last for two years you know it's bad so we get the new version in 2002 which is um much of the same you know you get much of the same thing it's creepy got, moon the nice thing i would oh, say well, about the new you get, the, you get, the current you get do little you get you Professor get some disney you get some disney history in it well yeah well that's all in the queue though no, what you you yeah. see, you, you the, get a fun, you get a fun nod to the Medfield College. To Robin you Williams. See the computer that wore tennis shoes. There's like a, it's like a no tennis shoes in the computer room kind of thing. It's it's fun. I like, I like the imagination. I like the institute thing. I like this new, um, like I like how it's kind of the open house. It's fun, but it's it's not you know again. I've only seen the original. I mean, I saw ride the original in videos, yeah. and, and I would and kill to see that. Have reason that what it was. A lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol, but um, an age. It yeah, it just there's stuff missing. Even today, when you think about kids and imagination and how to influence them, I, I don't know what kid is gonna get influenced by a fucking gross smell of a fucking skunk. Besides saying that, oh shit, that's hey, fucking Ethan, gross. Ethan, Please, the funniest let's thing not do this again. The funniest thing ever. We wrote this this last April with Scott and his family, and Scott's little kid, Ethan. When he smelled that skunk smell, he goes, "Oh man, not again!" Oh, he is my my boy. Loves poop humor. <laughs> yes, he, he does. does. But that, but, so this is perfect for him. And the best but part was figure... we we saw it. We went over their house over the summer. And as soon as Ethan saw Adam, first words out of his mouth were, oh no, not again. The kid's got a memory like a steel trap. But at the end of the day, when you hit 10 or 12, when that that time starts where it's like you're either going to go A or B, and this is what we're doing, and this is, you know what, I'm going to look at my phone for this attraction because this is bad. 
Yeah. I mean, look. It's, it's average funhouse carnival shit. Yeah. It, it is. And it's it, it's the it's the typical late 90s early 2000s. We got to have a we got to have a smell it sort of thing in here with the skunk smell uh, because they did it in Bugs Life. Um to be fair, I honestly think they broke the attraction and were trying to fix it when they added all that shit in. Oh, they they broke it in, two, in 1999. They, they broke it in 2009. Yeah. I mean, watching the Martins vid and watching the queue and just for this attraction mm-hmm. blows my mind. And just thinking of, like, they actually had mystery elements, horror elements, just everything that yeah. incorporated the imagination of a child that saying it, that it, it, it fit, there was nothing here that just fit and spoke to one aspect. It fit to the goth. It fit to the awkward. It fit to the thing, the kid who didn't think like everybody else. And that's gone. That's why yeah, I enjoyed it so and, much. And that's, and that's kind of, uh, that's kind of where this is going. It needs to be updated. It needs to be revamped. Who knows what they'll do with it. But I, I think I think this is an easy pick for our ultimate Epcot. I think we're going original. with the original Dreamfinder, yep. right? Original, yeah. original Dreamfinder. And again, a guy that's never actually been on that ride but has watched that video a hundred thousand times. It's it's amazing, and the video the the ride you have today is nowhere near as good. And even if you do like Figment, Jason, I'm talking to you. <laughs> even if you love Figment and you want to be with Figment and you want to if. Figment completes you. Figment would complete you more from nineteen from nineteen ninety and beyond. To be fair, I had the Figment hat with the heat, the Figment hat with the ears. I was the biggest Figment kid that you could think of, and now it's just he's B-roll. He's not important enough. Flip a room yep. upside down. How many carnivals that you've seen in a haunted house or walkthrough attraction, which had all their stuff on the ceiling? Yeah. There's nothing innovative. There's nothing smart. No. There's nothing that sparks that imagination aspect no. that the original attraction did. No, it's mediocre yeah. at best. So, ultimate ultimate got it's got to have the original Dreamfinder. So finally, we're making our way to Adam's favorite land. Well, well we're not finished. The Why? magic eye, the magic eye theater. Left. Oh yeah. Ugh. Well, <sighs> up until the eighties. No, until come like on. The mid eighties. Come on. The best thing that ever happened <laughs> to the magic eye theater <laughs> that was Captain EO. Come on. That is the best, best part, part of that theater. theater was Captain EO. Cap. All right. So I grew Wait, up. Wait. Well, you're I, all drunk. I grew up going to. I am no. drunk, but no, Captain Neo up... was the best thing that ever happened in the theater. I, Were I y'all drunk? In... No, dude. Magic Journeys is horrible. Ca- California. I, I went on Captain Neo oh, yeah, the in Disneyland. It was horrible. I can't tell you okay, how many times. Okay, this is one movie that does not hold the test of time. It, no, it oh, did no, not. It does. It did not it hold does. The, no, no, I will give Adam that. It did not hold the test of time because when they brought it back in 2012, mm. I was like, really? Oh, oh yeah, because you made me go it? on this shit. But, but oh as a twelve-year-old kid, seeing it in 1987 when Michael Jackson was at his height of popularity, and you had Angelica Captain Houston Yo. as the big baddie, come on, the it didn't queen. get any better than that. 
Now, now listen to it. I will oh, give you this. Now so listen to bad. it because we have the soundtrack. I, I listen so, to it. It was so bad. And we it is hokey as all hokey. And it was the probably the worst thing that oh. Lucas has ever done. Way worse than the, so the, the prequel. Oh my god, it's so bad. The writing, the writing but on this, this had, script is this absolutely wasn't just Lucas. This horrible. was But this is everybody. Coppola was in on this. It's campy. Bad. It's I know. Campy. It is. I know it is. It's fantastic. I know, but still. We are here Still, to man. save the world. Play it as a Halloween feature, like Rocky Horror Picture Show, and you might have a case. Yeah. That's how so, Disney needs to do it. They need to bring Epcot into the Halloween no, spectrum no, and no, play no, 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 Captain no, EO no, during no, Halloween. No, 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 no. So real quick, because we're, we're running on two hours, and we yeah. haven't even gotten to the other side. I knew this was going <laughs> to run was long. Long. Right? So, You've been off more than real you quick, do. you have... I know I did. All right, real quick, we have the Magic Eye Theater. Magic Eye, the it was like a, the best way I can describe it is a kaleidoscope of acid trips. Yes. 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 Yeah. Because the original Magic Journeys was about, um, it was a 3D magic thing when you're traveling. Magic Journeys. Magic oh, Journeys. Yeah. Captain I EO. I just it, listening to the song. It, it is an acid Captain trip. EO, it and then an finally, trip. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience was a fucking shit show. I hated that show. And now, and, um... The Pixar. That's the Pixar shorts now. The Pixar. We did the Pixar this last trip. Very cool. Very cool. You got if you haven't done it, because it's it's a bunch of Pixar shorts that has been modified into a 4D film. Really awesome. Really awesome. I got a little bit emotional at La Luna. I loved that one. It was pretty cool. I love La Luna. And it was really nice to see like they they modified Plane Crazy or um, not Plane Crazy. Yeah, Plane. Get a horse. They modified Get because a Horse. Plane Crazy was an original Mickey short. Yeah, well, Get a Horse was an original Mickey cartoon from the, the 20s, 1929, I think. I think it was like late 20s, early 30s. And it was modified into this 4D film where, where it's really cool. Definitely recommend you going to see this. Definitely recommend it. So out of, out of all those, uh, Magic Journeys, Captain EO... Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, or the Pixar Shorts. Tim, what Captain do you take? Hands down, Captain Eo. I will still do it. Even though it's Adam, smoky and I know the script is badly written, I'm going to go Captain Eo. Adam, what are you taking? I'm taking Pixar Shorts because it has to be better than anything I've seen there yet. It's yeah, We're taking Captain Eo. Our ultimate Epcot's got to have the Captain Eo. <laughs> That's awesome. No, it's the best show. It's awesome. I mean... You can't talk. Are that. you fucking got, kidding me? No, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. No, moving no, on. No, 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 we're moving no on. Moving on. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Stop. <laughs> no, stop. you got to pick nothing. Fuck you. Got you to pick are. nothing. At Absolutely not. You need to stop. <laughs> How are you telling Michael Jackson in fucking 2017 is fucking still relevant? Oh, dude, well, he's no, dead. So. There's that. But he, okay, Tupac is more relevant than fucking Michael no Jackson way. at this no point. No way. No Absolutely. way. Absolutely. No if way. You no if way. you test the kid no as to who the fuck Tupac is over. No. We're not going to no. know. I think a kid's going to know no. who no. Michael Jackson is over. No, 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 Those of you cheaters who have kids, ask them who they know more, Michael Jackson or Tupac. And post it in the group. If you ask a 10-year-old, 
To be fair, and now ask them which one's raining plastic parks from this plastic parts from the sky. What? I don't know what that means. I am don't care. No, (laughs) Adam is drunk. I am drunk. Well, and I am not having Captain EO in my fucking park. Fuck y'all. It's our ultimate Epcot. We're going Captain EO. You're out voted two to one. Moving on. Moving on. What time is it? It's eleven sixteen. We gotta keep this moving. It's eleven fifteen. We still have a whole a three half a side of the park. I know. All right, um, we're gonna do some quick ones to I get them out of the way. A quick ones. If you we're, fucking no, we're gonna point re- to me no. and say Horizon as a quick no, one, no, 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 no. Say, that's Horizon right. is two hours. That's, that's right. We're gonna we're gonna really really quickly go through Universe of Energy. We we did a whole uh, one. I think one of our best episodes ever. Dude, we need, we need to make on time out. Universe to be Energy. real, we need to make this two parts. It's running too long. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Uh, we'll do future right, worlds. Look, two parts. we'll do it this way. Universe of Energy was originally a uh, an attraction about about energy and how it, how it comes about. Piece. Ellen changed it in '94. What do you guys want, Ellen? Fuck if I know. I don't know what's going in there yet. Well, no. Of of what was been in there now, Ellen or the original Universe Ellen, of Energy? I I would take the original just for the pre-show. See, I'm taking Ellen for the pre-show. I love that pre-show. Have you seen the original pre-show? I've seen it on video. That Ellen's pre-show is the best. No, the original pre-show yeah. was the best, but the Ellen part, the Ellen actually, Ellen's Energy Adventures. The original yeah. pre-show actually blew my mind as a kid. So what do you guys want? Adam, you're taking the original? Pre-show. No, no. you got to take the whole ride. No, no, no. We can, we can make bits and pieces. I no, am a Frankenstein on. monster in this bitch. And you're I say... You're making up the rules as you go along. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want? What do you want in your Epcot? Our, our, uh, this is actually our Epcot. What do you want in our Epcot? Blow the shit up. Start over. <laughs> what do you want from Universe of Energy? Pick blow the shit up, the ori- start over. Do you want the original? Do you want the original? Or do you want Alan? You blow the one. shit up, start over. Guardians oh, of the Galaxy, all the way, bitches. He's so stubborn. <laughs> he's so stubborn. Yeah. Tim, what are you taking? Yeah, blow it up and start over. <laughs> we'll blow it up and I start over. It I guess well, it well, that can that can probably go for most of the future world at this point. Yeah, we'll blow it up and start. All over. right, so. If you want a full, if you want a full recap of Ellen, head over to um, shit. I don't have it pulled up. Uh, episode twenty, twenty or twenty one, I think it is. One of our one of our better episodes. Maybe it's like twenty five. I don't know. It's like six weeks ago. Twenty seven. It couldn't be six weeks ago. It was August. Just just look it up on. Yeah, it was August on iTunes for <laughs> Podbean. It's actually a month ago. Yeah, Ellen's funeral. Twenty eight. I want to say it's episode twenty eight or twenty nine. Somewhere. Find it. Find, Find it. it. Find it. Okay, we're done with that. Uh, let's go to. Let's go next to the the wonders of life that's no longer in existence. It had. Let's just take the two main attractions because making of me is creepy as fuck. It's like a health education video. Uh, it is literally like that that awkward video that everybody had to watch in fifth or sixth grade health class, where you learned how babies get made. <laughs> With, with, by a, with That's a Canadian. That's what it is. <laughs> by a Canadian, yeah. Canadian. Martin, Martin Short, Short teaches you how to make with a With a toilet head. Yes. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. 
Blame um, Canada. Blame Canada. <laughs> so, so really, Adam, Adam, what was what were the two big attractions in Wonders of Life? You had um, Body Wars and um, Cranium Command. And to be honest, I really tried to remember Cranium Command and could not. Cranium Command was basically a who's who of 1995 celebrity-ness. It was Kevin Nealon, uh, Dana Carvey, the Hans and Franz mm. pump, you pump you up. Uh, uh, not Cliff Clavin. Who is uh, Norm from Cheers was in it. Uh, Bobcat Goldwaith. Yeah, uh, that's name dropping, name dropping. in the 90s. Uh, it was basically, it was a really cool half video, half audio animatronic show where you were basically um, inside of like a 14-year-old boy or 16-year-old, 15-year-old Reed, boy's head. Um, what the fuck was that movie? Inside, inside Out. Oh, yeah, it's like Inside Out. It was. It, it probably. I. I mean, I, without looking this up, it probably inspired Inside Out. Maybe. Yes. Probably. It was. It's basically like someone goes inside and he's basically running the human body. He's in <laughs> the. Inside. He's in the brain. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's inside. He's running the human body. He's directing different <laughs> systems what to do. But at the same time, you learned about all these systems. You learned about the hypothalamus. You learned about the uh, the the. I think it was Norm was the stomach. Uh, you learned about the heart, which was Hans and Franz. Uh, it was we cool. We are here to pump cool. you are. You are. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, it was tongue in cheek. It was so nineties. It was how many? It was Michael Eisner saying, "How many celebrities can we get into Disney parks?" Good show. Good attraction. I like it. Um, I Body Wars. Couldn't couldn't honestly say wasting. To be fair, it's almost as long as... 25 minutes. Um, it's 25 minutes. Universe of Energy, where the pre-show was like five minutes and the actual attraction was like 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at a good 20 minutes. I don't think yeah. I've ever done it, to be perfectly honest. I did it once in 2000 and, and twice, 2000 and 2004. Uh, I liked it. It was fun. But again, it's a long ride. And we were there in May and July. And if it's hot, it was a great place to go cool down for 25 minutes. I don't remember the original. I don't remember it. To be fair, I remember making of me more than I remember this. (laughs) I don't don't remember. Uh, Body Wars was basically Star Wars. Well, yeah, same same ride vehicles. It was the Mm -hmm. exact same ride vehicles where you were shrunk down in a particle reducer. And you were injected into a body to kind of research a splinter that was injected into the skin you were taking a cell count which was accidentally pulled into a capillary um followed into the vein yada 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 lasers lasers were free used used by the doctor it was kind of fun from what i remember it it was fucking a rough ride though holy shit this shit beat you up that i i remember going on this and it didn't bother me, but you walk out of that attraction and there's just people sitting on the bench going, Oh, oh God. Yeah. It was but, rough. But it was rough. to be fair, it was based on the original star, star tours technology. And these mm-hmm. are the people who shouldn't have been writing it in the first place. Mm-hmm. I well, mean, if the warnings were all there. It's rough ride. Like but it, it had, it had otter from animal house. 
and Elizabeth Shuey. Uh, Shuey? Shue. Shuey? Shuey? I call her Shuey because oh. it's S-H-U-E. S-H-U-E. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, there a, isn't there a tilde in there too? It's like... I don't know. Uh, I just, I just and always, a hyphen and an N-Y or whatever you say. I just always call her Elizabeth Shuey. Um, <laughs> and an accent. <laughs> she is. She's a terrible actress. She really yeah. is. All right. To be fair, they weren't booking great no. actors. They, yeah, they weren't doing a list at the time. Like the emotion she she shows in this ride is the same emotion she shows in Cocktail. Oh God. Or anything <laughs> she does in a Cocktail. Yeah, there was. <laughs> when? <laughs> Rich girl falls for the down behind the tracks guy. <laughs> and all he wants to do is marry a rich girl, and it's right under his nose. He didn't know it at the time. All right. Anyways. So, we have we have two, really two wonders of life. When it, two wonders, two of, wonders life? of life? Oh, yeah, we have, we, have, we have wonders of life. Is, that, one in the, is that the shocker? You either get to wonders of life is with that, body wars is and two wonders command, of life the shocker, or what it is now. And what what <laughs> is it now, Adam? Me, that's awesome. I am. I am. <laughs> what what is wonders of life now? Nothing. Festival Center. It's the Festival Center. It's, it's the Festival Center. <laughs> yeah. So what are you guys? What are you guys taking? You got to pick Festival one. Festival Center. Fuck if I know. It's stupid either way. Again, blow this shit up. Give me my fucking restaurant. So at least with the festival center, you can go buy wine. That's true. You can go buy. It's going to be this space yeah. restaurant that's coming. So it give is. me my fucking yeah, restaurant. Blow this shit gonna, up. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. I I think I think for for our ultimate Epcot, if I have to choose one, I'm taking the festival center because there's stuff to do in there during yeah. the festivals. What's and festivals, to do in there if you didn't pay extra money for it? Well, no, because you can still do the, you can still watch the chew thing. You have to pay for that. But you can stand outside you can watch and, and watch it. Yeah. You just don't get the tastings. That's yeah. like the people who are standing in the fucking tailgate of a fucking concert saying, right. I'm here, motherfuckers, and can't see <laughs> shit. But you can go and get really? your free Ghirardelli chocolate. Yeah. And they have that. They, they do have those, uh, the chocolate sculptures they do during food and wine. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of fun. Blow this shit up, walk- start over. <laughs> well, yeah, That's because the outside of the building everything. looks like shit. Let's face it. The outside Thank of the you. building hasn't been touched since 1982. And the pale yellow dirty tiles that are on the roof dome. are disgusting. The dirty dome. Sun-bleached Florida dome. fucking shit needs to go away. Start over. Yep. Blow this shit so, up. I changed my so, vote. Uh, Demolition the whole thing. Fucking blow it up. Give me, <laughs> give me my, give me my um, space restaurant. Space restaurant. Thank space you. restaurant it is. Uh, on to the two big ones. Motherfucker, you're going to All right, hold on, my, hold on. I got, I got a bladder of size of a wall. I got to pay Two hours and 15 minutes in, and you're giving me Horizons and World of Motion? Are you <laughs> kidding am. me? You're so let, where do you want to start? Do you want to start? Like, I guess Aww, we, start with, we start with... Well, let's start sucks. with World of Motion, because that's next. Isn't that right? No, no. No, um, World of Motions is last. Yeah, that's right. Let's do Horizons because you suck it's important. Because you no. never experienced this shit, and that's why it's going in the place where it is now. No, because I do love this ride. I, I were right. you on I, it? I have not. I've not been on it. Fuck. It is. I have again. I am a. You know. You don't. You do need to live 
history to experience. You need to experience history, but you can still read about it and still know about it. Yeah, Horizons, but here's the thing with this. And this I'm going to be is, fucking blunt and perfectly honest. This is are one you gonna, of the most are you gonna cry, advanced... Are you going to cry, Jason? Are you going to cry, Jason? I'm going to beat your ass the next time I <laughs> fucking see you is what's going to happen. I'm not going to cry over this I know, shit. I know, this, I know this, is, this is quintessential Epcot. This is, this is what Epcot was meant to be. And to be fair, it wasn't an opening attraction. It actually opened a year after the park was open. And that's because of the sinkhole that's underneath it. Besides <laughs> that. But no, to be fair, they took so much time with this. When you think about the attraction, it opened in 1983. Mm-hmm. And you have to realize that, yes, there's a lot of love for this ride because of the time it opened. It was a sequel to the Carousel of Progress. It was the, one of the two dark rides in Epcot. There was so much going on here. It was the first attraction to actually kind of choose your own ending i mean it was it was the first and it was the only one until spaceship earth opened pretty much when you choose an ending i mean it just there's a lot going on here and especially if you're a fan of like the future and science and technology um you started the ride with going through the future through the eyes of the 1960s um, the main part of the ride was in futuristic cities and there was just so much going on here and it was a lot of like it was a lot of science it was a lot of try to make you think a little bit and you had three endings which was the key to this ride and you had the space station which was Brava Centauri you had the Mesa, Mesa Verde which was the desert from the sea castle which was actually based in the ocean it closed on December 1994 for the first time. We opened December 1995 because, oh shit, we have nothing to do in Epcot. So we better open something. And officially closed for good January 9th or 1999. I have a lot of memories on this ride. And it was the first ride of me bullying everybody in my car to choose the option <laughs> that I wanted. Yeah. And again, and we talked about this when we talked about the Guardians overlay and the Guardians coming into it. This actually triggered something in me. And a lot of attractions now are based on IPs and all this other stuff. There's nothing like that now that actually sits there and says, hey, you know what? This is possible in the future. There's, there's nothing that fits it. And it closed her fucking mission space. <laughs> Open August 15th, 2003 with the official Mars mission. Awesome. Whatever. It's cool. It sucks. I like it. You would. I like uh, I like uh, drilling things. And I like space. I love space, but at the same token, what did this do to stimulate a child who oh, can't even nothing. It was it was a cheap it was a cheap thrill ride that could go in for low cost. Dude, it's a it's, fucking it's a gravitron. Yeah, it's a gravitron. And I hate Garrison East. I was there. I said it. Well, I hate Garrison East. Well, I mean, he doesn't really do much. He Dude, he doesn't like even this. know. He doesn't even remember fucking recording this no. shit. He thought he was drunk. Lieutenant Dan, well, you got new legs. Launch. 
It's the best role he ever played. I'm sorry, the there is nothing he... in Mission Space that does anything. It's not for redeemable. Me. What about the Q? Q's. The Q's pretty cool. The only the the outside only... is pretty cute. Yeah. Cool. The outside is cool. The outside is cool because you have. No, before you even get on the fucking line, I'm talking about that. Right, the outside right. of the building. Exterior. Yeah, it's cool. And the I do like that first that first section of the queue where you see the, the gravity wheel, the, the space That's station right. there, which has a little Horizons logo in the center of it. All right, at the end of the day, it's how as, many it's, times have you rode this? Um, A lot. I do like this ride. I, I go on it a lot. I can stand it. We rode it I twice. will say, I will say... Since about 2014, when we have Ethan, I don't go on it very much. Why? Because Ethan can't go. Because Ethan can't go on it. When Ethan, when and if this is still around, when Ethan can go on it, I don't think it will be. I'll take him on it. But this ride, if, but sucks. I don't think it will be. It's not worth it. It's no. boring. It uh, there's no the interaction, the fake interaction on it. Horizons. As much as you try to bully everybody in your cart, was still a vote. Yeah. This, you can hit the switch, not hit the switch, everything ends up the same. There is no decision in this. As much as you want to. I, I cannot stand Mission Space. I don't think there is more of a fan base for one attraction that doesn't exist anymore than Horizons. Like, and I think it's because of what it symbolizes it's what not even it what represents. it symbolizes it was for me it was this aspect of the future there's stuff that was in the original horizons that we still haven't gotten to yet we don't have alpha centauri we don't have under the water sea bases we don't have actual deserts that are actually populated by everyone there's stuff here that actually triggered people and yeah. made mean, people think for a hot second. You have you have this, this immersive fucking ride. mission space sucks ass. I know. I'm sorry. Know. It's it's not. In, look, I I get mission. you. I like mission space. I really do. Why? Just because it's a fun ride, it's fun to pretend you're uh, in going into space and but, you hit the buttons. I get it. I get it. Could have been better. More actual, like, interaction with the thing would have been better. Have you not hit the buttons? Oh, no. It still does the same yeah. thing. But I like to pretend that I'm Captain Picard. But have you not hit you the buttons? You have more hair than Yeah. Patrick and Stewart. what I happens? I have a lot more hair than Captain Picard. No, the same thing happens. It's it's it is a it is you're right. I like I said, it's a cheap thrill ride that Disney put in there because they thought we need to convert. But it with wasn't Universal cheap. That's the it was expensive as fuck at the time. No, I mean cheap as in like there's no thought to it whatsoever. It's there's no there's no re, it's like it's like primeval world. It just <sighs> throw some shit in there and make it Disney make it somewhat Disney. And to be fair, we haven't rode the new one. That's coming up no. this trip. We have fast passes for it. But So when you ride it, tell come when you come back. Oh, we'll without do a, a doubt. And guys. I'm sure I'm gonna be miserable on it. But I mean 
there's nothing learning you. There's nothing there's nothing that I take from this but trying not to throw up through halfway through the rock. Just look straight ahead. Don't cl do not close your eyes cuz you will throw up. So don't close your eyes. Don't, don't do like this. Yeah, don't, don't do, do this. Like don't this. do this. Don't have I whip my hair back and forth. I um, whip my hair back and forth. I, um, I personally for me there was something that taught me something. There was something, there was a glimpse of the future. And this, for me, misses the mark on every fucking single level. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. There's there's no better original Epcot, feel Epcot, message than Horizons. But to be fair, it wasn't original. It didn't open with Epcot. Well, I you know what I, I mean. mean no, but I mean, you have to realize that this opened a year later. That some of the attractions still stuck around after this thing closed, and that well, bothers that. me. Well, again, I think that I think the closure of Horizons was a response to what Universal was doing in creating thrill rides. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think it was a mistake. It's a mistake. Because well, at the was, end of the day, a mistake. To, at the end of the day, Disney still had the numbers when this closed. No, I agree, but they thought and, they needed to have more. And rides. looking at this attraction, you don't see thrill ride from the outside. No, the I'm true, talking about. Well, but hear me out. You want to bring the universal argument? The universal argument. You look at the outside of a lot of the attractions that Universal had at that time. They screamed thrill ride. Yeah, but here's what Disney does. What Disney does is they sit there and plug their their must dos in your in your resort, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna blast off into space, and you're gonna feel the G forces." And that. But if you're already people. in the resort, you already bought in. Oh, I agree. So, but if you, that resort TV negates, it doesn't count. If I'm already staying in Disney, I already spent my money to stay in Disney. It has nothing to do with Universal at that point. Universal, if I look at a roller coaster, it's still not going to equate to Mission Space. No, but it, it was their attempt to get more thrill rides into the park. It really was. Down. I saw that. Don't break another ankle. No. No, I'm sitting, so no, I'll probably just break an armor to him. Um, <laughs> so, We're going to Disney in like fucking again, 11 days. We can't afford another yeah. broken ankle. <laughs> Fuck. I, I think this this is a no question. Ultimate Epcot has Horizons. Yes. Horizons. Has to, has to be. Has to have Horizons. So finally, our last, our last ride, and that's the World of Motion. Oh, this fucking one hurts my head, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Absolutely. Alright, opened it's a opening day attraction back in nineteen eighty-two. It basically was a fun look at history from a transportation aspect. So you had cavemen, you had rafting, you had animal power, you had the innovation the invention of the wheel, excuse me, age of flight, the evolution of the steam engine with trains and steamboats. You had the world's first traffic jam, which was one of the most um, picture-taken, however the fuck you want to phrase it, <laughs> things of ever closed in back in 82. Um, this was one of the most whimsical aspects of Epcot when it opened. 
because it took a second to make fun of itself. Yeah. Right? And realized what is what it was teaching you is serious, but not that serious at the same time. And it was more of like a historical look at it. Oh. Well, I mean, it did bring it up to the present and into yeah. the future, but there was something fun here. There is a whimsy here. This is what Disney did at its best was storytelling. And come 1999, Tustack opens. And storytelling was still relevant until that closed. And then yeah. we have yeah. Test like, Track 2.0, which is what Tron I track. Tron track. Well, I call no, Tron. Right. No, I don't no, even want to call it to that. To be fair, because don't even want to call it. No, that. you call it Tron Light. Tron Light, yes. Yeah. Because it's not Tron. When we get the Tron cycle, it's going to blow Test Track 2.0 out of the water. Yeah. I can't so, call this a Tron right. No. I can call it a computer half-assed wannabe right. The original, all right. So the original ride, World of Motion, was basically a slow-moving omni mover. Kind of, kind of. It, it took a lot of, it took a lot of ideas and kind of notion from the 1964 World's Fair. And that's well, nice, and it's fun, and it's whimsical, and you're right. It's it's campy Epcot. It's 1980s Epcot. Test Track One. Was still fun. Still fun. No, because awesome. here no, Test Track One was awesome. No, no, I wouldn't give it as far as awesome because it I'll broke it down awesome. more. No, it did. It, well, it did break it down. It broke down more than it was fucking running. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got. Uh, it's running on actual tires. They ran through so many tires yeah. on that ride alone. They couldn't, Common they sense tells the... you you designed this fucking ride. Make sure it fucking works before you <sighs> yeah. put it through. That's Sorry. the downside of it. I mean, it was fun. The queue was fun. The queue was cool. I will. What, I will what, what, I, go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. Test track, test track 1.0. Every, I guess, if you want to call it 1.0, but the, the original mm -hmm. test track. When you after the ride, when you had the um, the showcase of the General Motors vehicles, we almost bought mm -hmm. a Pontiac G6 because of that. They were <laughs> glad we didn't, but we almost did. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean. That's what that ride did. It yeah. it made its point and it drove it home. Well, it also it it also did you did learn from it like that that cue you did learn some things like how they test cars. Yeah, because they had they still had the test track. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was the height of the test track. Didn't they have a show? They had a, yes. Yeah, commercials. Yeah, no, there was a there was a band. <laughs> there was a band. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I thought it was cool. Boy, I, I know a lot of people hated that scene for the. Scott's too young for that song. Hated that cue. Yeah, probably, probably too young. Google it. Test track dummies. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people hated that cue because it was a headache because things are just slamming and banging and it's like a workshop. There is okay, okay, something to do though. At least there's something to look at. guy like me. I could fucking pick out things and just be fascinated by shit. Absolutely. And, and it was no, really cool. It was noisy as fuck. Until you got into that silence room with the uh, like the sound dampening. That was pretty 
pretty bizarre. You yeah. get in, you like you go through the the majority of this queue is in this area where things are banging, clanging, and it's a lot of noise and it's a headache waiting to happen. But then you go into this one room where there's like the the sound dampening that they show you how they dampen the sounds in, inside the car, and it's quiet. It's quiet. It's pretty cool. And the pre-show is amazing with Bill McKim. It just was fun. Two, seven five, and seven. Seven? Seven. Seven. Yes. Seven. Again, at the end of the day, whatever the fuck they were thinking, they half-assed it with the new one. Yeah. 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 I mean, I get it. You want to make it a little more futuristic and do the interactivity. I know there is they love nothing it. to look at in that queue. No. No. No, it's it's awful. And no. basically they, they distract you with the design your own car. Which It's fun. Which to here's be fair. what I recommend. They, they don't give you enough time to do it though. This is this is why I'm gonna make a recommendation. If you're going to uh, going to Epcot now, go into the exit. There are design studios where you can go design your own car, put them on your magic band, put them on your key to the world card. Um this, no, they don't have those anymore. Put them on your magic band. <laughs> I still have one. I know. I have a key to the I world. Dated, I just dated myself. Put them on your magic band. You can take as much time as you want to design your your car. And you tap it to your magic band. And then when you go back ride and ride the ride, don't design a new car. Just take your magic band and tap it on the on the kiosk at the or on the tap station when you board the ride vehicle, and your car will be there. Yeah, so but you can take be, the time. But the whole point of waiting on that queue is to get to that room. And be able yeah. to uh, design your own. I know, car. I know. So, and you only have like a minute and a half. But it, it, it's a glorious three-hour finale. It just fucking <laughs> sucks. I'm sorry. I don't get it. I get. <sighs> I know. It it was a bad update. It was a bad update. It, it was disapp- It wasn't that it was bad. It was disappointing because everybody expected so much from this. Yeah. And to sit in that empty queue with that one fucking. ECV vehicle for fucking an hour and a half. There's nothing going on. There's nothing to fucking look at. It fucking blows. To sit on a ride that was barely updated. If you look at the original and you look at the fucking updated Tron, all they did is made it sort of fucking quasi-computerized. They did... They wasted... They took no thought into this. We're just gonna fucking outline everything in blue and make it pass. Yep. It, so, it, it, it makes no sense. And then we're gonna shove you out and drive 60 miles per hour? Motherfucker, I drive 70 on the highway. It, 60 does at least, absolutely at least nothing for 70 me. is my slow speed in Jersey. The, the only, the only, yeah, in Jersey, 70 is, 70 is crawling. If you Dude, do 70 on, highways and, uh, if you do 70 on I-80, that, you're getting run over. Yeah. No, we have highways in the state of Pennsylvania, which are 78, the speed limit. Yeah. So I'm going to go less the speed the limit only, in a fucking quasi-convertible. The only difference is, is you're doing on... <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're doing the bank turn. And the, the bank turn does add a little bit of G-force to it. It's pretty cool. So no. No. No, I can no, do no. bank turns in my neighborhood. If, if, uh, we live in the mountains. Getting out of our neighborhood, what? we have a bank turn. No. To be fair, the whole plus of this is that you're going 60 miles per hour. It has nothing to do with the bank turn. 
It does nothing for me. I drive yeah. faster than this fucking <coughs> attraction goes. Congratulations. It is, it is the fastest ride at Epcot or at uh, Walt Disney World. For now. For now. For now. For now. I, and it means what? I don't know. Again, again, late late nineties, early two thousands. This was the this was the thrill this is what this was Disney saying we need more thrill rides. Do you know what though? And this it, was their attempt to make more thrill rides. This that's that's all it was. They wanted to make more thrill rides. But this is not a thrill. It doesn't go upside down. No, it I know that. It goes slower than most it goes slower than most roller coasters did at the time. I know okay, that. The, uh, and it so, goes way I mean, slower than this, most roller this, coasters did. This, this is not a thrill. Radiator Springs Racers has a say is the same ride system, and that's more of a thrilling ride than this is. Yeah. Hands down. So, again, I pin it to you guys. Ultimate Epcot, which one are you taking? Alright. When I was a kid, I wanted to be an automotive designer. I'm an engineer now. But I wanted to be an automotive designer when I was a kid. So when when I first rode this ride was when aerodynamics first started coming to play in automotive design. When you first started to have the jelly bean shapes, where you had your Ford Taurus and the Probe, mm-hmm. and oh god, well, and that—that's what—that's what the Chevy, the Chevy Malibu. No, well, back in no, back in the eighties, the Chevy Malibu was still boxy. Ford was the only one that was doing the jelly bean shape. Well, Chrysler started to go with the yeah, cab forward design, but this was this was like at the epitome of of aerodynamics and cars. Like they started to give a shit about how cars cut through the air. And I remember riding this ride and they had the wind tunnel scene where you had the air, how air flows over a car. Yep. And they showed how air flowed over a three box car. It was just a square. Think of like an old Chrysler K car. And then you had how it flowed over like what they called back then the jelly bean shape, which was just curves everywhere. And to me, that was fascinating. That was like, that's what I want to do when I grow up. I changed. I changed since then my career choice, but I'll always be fascinated. I'm a car guy. I'll always be fascinated by cars. And so, I, I which one are you? I'm taking, taking World of Motion. Adam, <laughs> blow this shit up. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you know what? For fuck's sake, I was gonna fucking blow up all the future world. Just start over. Uh, I was going to take test track one because I think that's the best ride of here, but I can't let this, I can't, I can't have another empty spot. We're going world of motion because we got to have something here. So um, we're going world of motion. It's a good, it's a, it was I'm a good ride actually, system. It was, a, it was a more reliable ride system than test track and test track's very, very good. I, I want the original test track as my first choice, but if, if, if I can't have that because then we'll have a three way. <laughs> for what it is i don't know what show you're listening i'm gonna to. go with i'm gonna go with tim and we're gonna go world of motion so we can have something here i'm actually going test track one to be oh then i'm going test track one. Oh well fuck you both <laughs> come on scott uh, and no wait he can't fair, change his vote adam can't change his vote because he wanted to blow it up first i'm so joking fuck you, you can't change your yeah. vote <laughs> blew it up test track one is the best it of these no it, but, it really is but uh and i have to and my thing is this, and that's the problem. I love the queue for Test Track 1. Yeah. So and it's, it, it's cool. not so much about the attraction at this point. 
the cue for Test Strike 1 hit on so many different levels, it made sense. Mm-hmm. It fit for the attraction. As much as I love the original World of Motion, I understand you need a speed and a thrill ride for this. But at the same token, I was learning a little bit about what goes into making a car safe. And that's why I'm choosing Test Strike 1 over this fucking whatever Tron bullshit we have. Uh, I would. I, Tron I, like, I don't like Tron. Tron but at Tron the end Drag- of the day, uh, I blow this shit uh, up and start uh, over. That's <laughs> just your answer for everything. Yeah, blow it up. Fuck yeah. It was a TNT Fuck all yeah. of Future World. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, so what do we have? We have fucking 30 year old fucking attractions that we're 35. trying to pass off as new because 35. we're going to fucking put in day glow blue. But, but sometimes nostalgia is best. So, <laughs> oh, God, I really should have been writing show. this down. Yeah, I really should have been writing this down. I'll reca- we'll recap on the uh, on next week's show uh, what we've got. Because <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to this and write this. Yeah, next week's show is World Showcase. It'll be like a two-hour episode. That's not going to be live again, is it? Because we're almost into three no, now. No, I don't know. Do you, guys, do you guys want to do it live, no. or do you want to do it? Mrs. Hare recording? will be happy because she has a three-hour commute, so she'll love it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it, we'll, we'll probably do it live. It's it's fun to do these Fuck live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. I've been sold on the live episodes. I'm having fun with the live episodes. They're fun. They're fun. Um, so we have, we, uh, again, next week I'll, I'll write them down and we'll recap the, the ultimate future world just to start. We'll just go through them and, and we'll, we'll let you know what we got. And then I'll write them down as we go along so that I have an idea of what, what our future or what our world showcase, uh, ultimate Epcot would be. I promise next time I will blow everything up. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot say the same thing. <laughs> Anyways. Um, thanks for joining us. I know there's, there's a few of you still left around. Six. Uh, it's been a long Six episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been fun. Head over to our YouTube channel. Make sure you like Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're giving away, uh, we're giving away these glasses here. Our, uh, our, uh, our three sheets of the mouse glasses. We're going to give away two of those at the end of October. So make sure you like, and make sure you subscribe to that. And make sure you make make sure your your likes and your subscribes are shared. I know, blah 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 blah. Believe, believe that's all, folks. I've been ta- I've been we've been talking for three hours. It's 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 not as easy as it seems. It's not. It's not. Go over folks. to our YouTube it really channel. Isn't as easy as it seems. Subscribe, subscribe. Make sure you sh- make sure your subscriptions are public. <laughs> Because that's the way we'll be able to find out who is actually entered into this contest. And at the end of October, we're gonna draw. We're gonna draw one name from a hat. You're gonna win exclusive, and you'll be the only. You will be the sixth, sixth person. Because I think actually you might be the seventh. Because I think I I made sure that James got two of our glasses as well. So you'll be you'll be the seventh person to have these glasses. So you'll be able to cheers with us each and every week. With your three sheets to the mouse uh, whiskey tumblers, um, head over to Instagram and Twitter. We're at Three Sheets Podcast over there. Uh, if you want to, uh, if you want to check out our Instagram and Twitter, we're there. We're tweeting. Uh, I sent out a bunch of tweets to Disney this week for Mikey's um, Mikey's situation that was a fiasco. We'll let him talk about that when he gets back. No, uh, but he's down in Disney. He's down in Disney right now. He's having a great time. It's you know what? When you get down there, it doesn't matter. The world is the world, and you love it. You love it. So, 
head over to Instagram, Twitter, at Three Sheets Podcast. But the best way to interact with us, because we did did a three-hour show live, it's Facebook. Facebook.com slash group slash Three Sheets. We had someone just joined so he could learn how to buy t-shirts from Mikey's Tea Public page. And he got himself into this mess. It's fun. I'm sorry. We have a great time. <laughs> we have a lot of fun. There's a great following on there. Everyone's awesome. Everything is awesome over there. Everything, Everything is awesome. awesome. Everything is Lego, cool when you're part of the team. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but head over to Facebook. Our nephews are obsessed with the Lego movie. Facebook.com slash group slash three sheets. That's the number three. The number three sheets. Um, become part of the Three Sheets Nation. We have a lot of fun. Share your in-park picture. Share how you keep it Disney at home. Come hang out with us. It's a lot of fun. Guys, it's been a long night. It's been fun. Yes, <laughs> it's been really fun. Closing remarks. Who's going first? You can go first. Adam. All right, guys, we have two meetups going on. Just want to mention them real quick. I have... A calendar not up right now, so I have no idea what today is. October little... October second is ours. No, tomorrow. That's what I tomorrow, know. September so tomorrow. 18. So tomorrow, actually, from the date we're recording. Yeah, to, to, yeah. So tomorrow, September eighteenth, guys. Probably by the time we drop this, it's too late if you missed us, but we will be there October second. So if you want to meet us at the Poly, we will be there having the Lapu Lapus all up in there. Tombu Lounge, it's in the second, it's in the it's on the second floor up by Ohana. It's it's right next to the Ohana check-in. So go over there. You'll see Tim and Adam there. They'll be wearing their three sheet swag. To be fair, we might five. be a little bit late because I might need to check out Polly um fucking avatar shit. <laughs> first Wait, first five Polly's people avatar shit? that see us will get a three sheet sticker. Yeah. You got some three sheet stickers. Sheet, First five people to, to say hi to us on October second. What, ta- what time? What time are you getting there? We're getting eight there at eight o'clock. We'll be in Animal Kingdom all day, so find us if you can. They'll be completely sunburnt because it'll be 150 degrees in Animal Kingdom in October. Oh uh, come on! Give us at least 115, <laughs> please. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe the fat a, away. A, a cool a cold front will come through. It'll be 110. Awesome. Well, if 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 uh, Jose doesn't chase Maria out to the Atlantic, That's we might true. have a cold front coming through. So, uh, October second, eight p.m. at the Tambu Lounge at the Poly. Be there if you're in Disney World. Go check them out. Adam and Tim, I've known you guys for what four years now, three years now. Yeah, and uh, I, I know math outside of work. Yeah, I know. We, <laughs> We've hung out outside of Disney, inside Disney. These are great guys. You don't want to miss them. Go drink with them. They're fun. You'll have a great time. So, Tim. I, I go to themagicalmeltdown.com, buy a shirt, buy a, a sticker, buy a koozie, buy a, a phone case, buy something. Yeah, make make them spend their make money. Make me spend my money. We want to- I don't, I don't. Spend. We don't spend our money often when it comes to other shit. But when it comes to charity, we spend our money. Make me spend my money for this charity. We want to. I'll probably help. do it anyway. But buy some shit. Let's let's help some kids. Yeah. Let's do this. If we can do if we can do one, great. If we can do two, even better. So the more t-shirts you buy, the more stuff you buy for Magical Meltdown, 
uh, the the Sith, uh, Sith fight Sith, uh, fight cancer like Sith. Fight cancer like Sith. Fight cancer like Sith. Fight the Sith. I own. We own this shirt. Get it in the the tri blend. It is Don't probably stop. the most comfortable get shirt it, get it. ever. <laughs> oh God, Miami rap. <laughs> Only the Miami Mafia will get that. But get the shirt. Get it in the tri blend. It's the, probably the most comfortable shirt you ever wear. We we ran the ten the dark side ten k with this shirt, and we raised some money personally for Mikey. And we so now we're gonna pay it forward, and we're gonna do it for Gamerosity. So just buy it. Come on, just buy it. You so, know you want yeah. it. Yeah, go you go get them. So uh, does someone want to take Jason's place and say keep it Disney? Keep it Disney. Keep Thank it you Disney. All. Keep it Disney. Thank you. All, all. right. So uh, something sad. Something depressing. Some, well, somebody yeah. has to play Mikey and, and wait, show wait, 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 wait. I'm not done yet. Something meaningful. <laughs> something meaningful, sad, and depressing. Keep it Disney. <laughs> well, normally I just close off with the line, and I wanted to say because last week, uh, you know, last month we lost Marty Sklar. Last week we lost Exitensio. Exitensio. Yeah. God. Fucking sucks. This man single-handedly oh, contributed fuck to the you. two greatest You are not allowed ever. to fucking take over Jason and make me fucking cry. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I normally, I this normally. This man shaped Walt Disney. World, I normally don't do it, it. Don't do any kind of closing remarks. I just say, I say my my ending line. But tonight, I want to say to X, thank you. The rides that when Walt came to you in 1964 and said how would you like to write a song how would you like to write a script well walt i'm not a writer yeah you'll be fine i trust you and he came up with the two greatest songs in in disney history it's changed my life i'm sure it's changed everyone's life you can't go to the parks without seeing grim grinning ghosts or seeing yo ho yo ho a pirate's life for me so I say on behalf of the entire Three Sheets Nation, X, thank you for your contribution to our lives. I'm going to add on to this. Go for it, because he's important. To be fair, coming from a managerial aspect, I'm a manager where I work. And to find that perfect person for that perfect fit is a challenge every fucking day in my life. Well, you knew what the fuck you were doing. Hands down. You were able to fucking take these people who were afraid, who weren't sure, who were able and capable of doing it, and promote them to something that they could have never imagined to be possible. You've made this a world where these people's names, whether they're known or not, Excel. They mean well. They mean something to our community. But they, you know, what? you might not know their names, and that's fair. But, but you they know mean what they did. something to you every day. Yeah. And I look up and admire everything you've ever done. And that's it. I'm out. So I get too super sappy because I had a fucking mic drop. Boom. Boom. Well, done. From all of us here at Three Shoes of the Mouse, 
Thank you for making our show a part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time, this time, and until next time, so long for just a while. Audio animatronic figures soon began popping up all over Disneyland, but Walt continued to improve them, enlisting his animators, who knew more about movement than anyone. Animators like Exitensio. After 27 years on the on the main lot over there, I trotted over to over here to Wed, and uh, <laughs> it was kind of kind of a shock to me. I'd I'd go by drive by the studio at night, and tears would come to my eye, my eyes. <laughs> I felt, I felt, yeah, I missed the place. I'd run back every day for lunch to see the guys. But after a couple of weeks at uh, here, I got got my feet wet and got an assignment. And my first first job was Pirates of the Caribbean. I had never done scripts before. I had done a lot of storyboarding and things like story work at the studio. And the uh, auction scene was the first one I did. And I sent, sent it over to Walt. Walton. He said, yeah, that's, that's great, fine, just keep going. You know, I, what I did was, Got out the old uh, Treasure Island film and, and read some uh, old sea stories to try to get the, the feeling of the jargon, the avast there, mateys, and stuff like that. The thing you have to had to do is to, is to get across the fact that here's some, some pretty raunchy old pirates chasing these ladies around, and uh, but we could you know come out and blatantly say that they were that <laughs> they were doing bad things to these ladies that they were. But uh, they were having fun, and they were just a bunch of fun-loving uh, pirates. Next was the script for The Haunted Mansion, and Exitensio wanted visitors to be as frightened as possible. I always wanted to believe in ghosts, you know, and I was doing the research for this. I said, I'd love to believe in ghosts, but... And I think I have found that, that most people do believe in ghosts, or like to believe in ghosts. And so we had two schools of thought at that point, whether we should make it scary or funny. And some of us kind of wanted it a little bit more scary, and, but uh, the, the funnies kind of won out, so. Like the stretching room, but the room starts stretching, and you, and you set the mood, you get, you, people are kind of, they come in and they're kind of, kind of scared, but then you know, the room starts stretching, and then you see, you see the, uh, <laughs> the gags and the, and the stretching uh, portraits. And then bingo, all of a sudden, the lights go out, and you see the, the uh, ghost hosts hanging from the rafters way up there, that scares them, you know, and so you just kind of just, you'd, you'd scare them and then you'd, you'd bring them back real quick. With